With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is the president. Oh, this is the president of the United States. Who is this? Is it you again? Look behind you. This is my private line. How did you get through? They're everywhere. All the time. We see them every day. But you have to look behind you. There is nothing behind me. How did you get this number? The spaceman told me. What spaceman? It doesn't matter. They're telling you about monsters. Please, you must look behind you. Young lady, there are no monsters in the Oval Office. And this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Every time I, I plan a show and I think about what is going to be talked about, I, th- I just always wonder what is going to be the outcome of a discussion. Well, especially a discussion I'm going to have tonight with you about something that uh, really ticked me off. And I, I, mean, I want to go into it. I don't want to go into an argument with a chip on my shoulder. But my gosh, it's just like, okay, how can you not have a chip on your shoulder when you're reading stuff like this? Um, one of the age-old arguments that fuels most conspiracy talk is that science and religion are both wrong in some respects. And the reason is that everyone argues over religion and science based on his or her own beliefs. Any convenient data is often ignored, suppressed, discredited. Or it's explained in some predigested soundbite that is often forgotten. People who claim that they have awakened or that have seen the light or illuminated are very much aware that all things are in an intermediate state of, well, they're in an intermediate state of extremes at the moment. In the fundamental sense, the extremes are birth and death. You're born, you die. That is the extreme. Okay. In between, well, that's intermediate. You can divide it all up and break it all down into an eternal state of extremes and realize that everything that you believe and read is what is fashionable for the time and not necessarily the truth. However, that does not mean that buried in all of it isn't just some reality. Now, what is reality? 
No one really can quantify it. No one really knows what reality is anyway. Some people say it's a word that you should always use in quotes. Can reality be questioned? Well, yes, of course it can. And that is the fundamental building block for scientific inquiry. Scientific inquiry is a process of developing an explanation uh, of a question in the, well, when you look at the natural world or you look into the universe or what you do is you literally test hypothesis. You test hypothesis, you investigate and you collect data that will either support or refute your original idea of what was going on. It's a learning process. The learning process is the scientific method. Scientific method is is the, the goods, the bads, and the complications that go with trying to find out the truth. And, of course, many of us take for granted that science is giving us facts all the time. And so we don't question the programming of those so-called facts. However, a healthy mind willing to question doesn't mind getting into all the messy scientific methods to prove the facts for themselves. That's a process of testing ideas by collecting evidence. But the unfortunate thing is that those who wish to disassemble the scientific explanation, you know, the scientific explanations that already have been provided by some nebulous authorities are now being frowned upon and are now being called anti-science or anti-scientific. I mean, the very scientific method used to question data provided by scientists is now being called anti-science. It's a label that should have every one of us worried. That means that we can't question what we've been programmed to think for years, centuries, millennia. If something comes along that's uncomfortable, we'll just put it off. We won't talk about it. See, that's why I'm worried about this anti-science movement, this idea that if you question anything that... I don't even know. Can someone please tell me who these scientific overlords are? Who is the ring we kiss to say, oh, this is science? Is it Michio Kaku? Is it, um, I don't know, is it Stephen Hawking? Come on, who, who is it that decides the overall belief systems that deal with science? I mean, someone declares it from a TV show, someone declares it from a, I don't know, from a PBS special, immediately it's, it's accepted by everyone. As well, science says it's true, it must be true. And then they always say, well, I'm using applied science. Whose applied science are you using when you, when you make your hypothesis? When you're not even a scientist yourself, you're just a guy who heard some other scientist say something and you're repeating it like a parrot. I mean, there are people out there who see themselves as critical thinkers and they question some of the data is being presented as true data by some nebulous, faceless scientist that gives us their hypothesis on of the most pressing matters that face us today. A free or critical thinker who questions water fluoridation, man-made climate change, evolution, the moon landing, vaccines, or GMOs are great for generating some very compelling discussions. If you recall... Mark Sargent was on the program a while ago. He spoke on behalf of those who believe the earth was flat. And so he, he appeared on Ground Zero to make some compelling arguments that questioned the contemporary scientific views on heliocentric, on heliocentric inclusion. His appearance seemed out of place for some, but other people, well, they thought it was interesting to hear the other point of view. Why would anybody question something as simple as, as whether or not the Earth is flat, round, or whatever? Well, 
It's because we can question what is called the scientific fact or hypothesis. It's always healthy to do so. Rather than just taking it for granted, you want to investigate it on your own. You want to do it on your own. You want to look into it on your own. I mean, as extreme as questioning the Earth's roundness, the moon's holographic appearance. Now, there's another one for you. Remember we had uh, Crow 777 on? He's questioning whether the moon is holographic. Of course, that's insane, right? But, you know, what do you know, really, about the moon? Only what some other scientist has told you or other what this agreement is. We've all agreed that this is true without even trying to figure out how it's true or what happened or what's going on. Same with the moon landing. We've all agreed the moon landing happened in 69, although, <laughs> you know, not everybody agrees. I don't agree. I don't think we landed on the moon in 69. Maybe after Apollo 13, give it a shot, screwed it up, got on the moon a couple times, and then we wanted to know if Lucille Ball's baby was being born or not. That's the thing. Uh, sorry, I, I just, uh, I don't see how, you know, some 40, 50 years later, we're not even on the moon, we're nowhere close to the moon. Men are not on the moon, we don't have a base on the moon, we don't have all those things that we were promised back in the 1960s. We choose to go to the moon and whatever, but you know what? Mm. The dream is still 250,000 miles away. We can't even figure out what to do on this planet, let alone what to do on the moon. So, for people like me, who have opted out of taking the scientific explanation for granted in some respects on some topics, people like me who have decided to challenge science using my own methods or using their methods against it, we are now labeled anti-science. I am now labeled anti-science. If you question anything, you're labeled anti-science. That's according to, this is where I'm getting a little ticked off. National Geographic is responsible for my anger today, my aggravation, because they put, it, put out this new article in National Geographic. Gives a list of people who they have determined to be anti-science, and most on the list would be surprised to see that according to the magazine, they have declared war on science. National Geographic has now created this long list of people who it labels anti-science and who it deems are engaging in a war on science by exercising free and critical thinking and by forming an opinion which is contrary to the supposed mainstream scientific consensus, an illusion, by the way, in, in one of its latest issues where the cover shows the 1969 moon landing being faked. National Geographic lists five areas where it thinks the science is settled. And this is typical of the way the mainstream media seeks to suppress the truth and label truth seekers as irrational, crazy, or in this case, anti-science. Critical thinkers are now being labeled anti-science, and it's the opinion of the gullible science followers that critical thinkers have declared war on science. But doesn't this clearly show that the gun has already been fired and that science has already shot itself in the foot by criticizing those who question it is ironic that this time around the mainstream media is using the concept of anti-science because if it really considered the meaning of that term, it would realize that science is the open-minded search for knowledge using theories and testing to discover the truth. Those who want the truth on issues like fluoridation of water, vaccines, and GMOs are pro-science because they want real and independent tests done in these areas instead of the corporate junk science which is performed in its place. It was something that, it, what really aggravated too, what aggravated me about the, the article is how it began, okay? 
The, the National Geographic article began by berating the residents of Portland, Oregon, for not choosing to fluoridate their water and wonders why reasonable people doubt science. Well, I would suggest that reasonable people are not anti-science, but are rather rightly suspicious of schemes to harm their health and enrich mega corporations. I mean, when you look at the facts around fluoride, it is evident that it is really uh, composite of all kinds of horrible, nasty poisons. I mean, there's hydrofluorosilicic uh, acid, there's sodium fluorosilicate, there's sodium fluoride, and there's industrial garbage, uh, some byproducts that are toxic, that are hazardous. The EPA has warned us, hey, some of this stuff, fluoride is uh, being used in rat poison, pesticides. It's also found in Prozac and Paxil to make people passive. You know, when we did the 20th anniversary special on Ground Zero a couple nights ago, we had a clip that we were going to play you. In fact, it was a clip that got me an award in Oregon. In fact, the Oregon Broadcasters Association voted me Oregon Broadcaster of the Year because of a stunt that I put on the radio about fluoridating of water. I'm going to play that for you coming up on Ground Zero, and you'll see why. Just tell me who's anti-science after you hear the clip. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back with more. Keep it right here on Ground Zero. the apocalypse is once again we find those who question those who challenge they end up getting marginalized by the mainstream media of course what i'm talking about is national geographic is now saying that those who want the truth on issues like fluoridation vaccines gmos they're 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 anti-science if they question they, they call them because they want real and independent tests done in these areas instead of corporate junk science. That's anti-science, according to National Geographic. And what made me mad, see, the, one of the reasons why I wanted to take on this story tonight is because it hit close to home for me. Because the first thing it said was, Portland, Oregon, where I broadcast from, they just don't use science. Why? Because we chose not to have our water fluoridated and contaminated by this poison. And so they asked the question, why is it that reasonable people doubt science? Fluoridation's safe. It's good for everybody. Why would the Oregonians be so stupid not to allow something they put in rat poison or, or pesticides or Prozac or Paxil? I, I don't know. Well, as I said earlier, uh, when we did the 20th anniversary show, the special broadcast, one of the one of the clips that we had that we didn't use because you know for time we didn't have time to use it. This is more of a local thing anyway. Um, we had a clip that got me voted radio personality of the year by the Oregon Broadcasters Association. It was a simple question I asked my listeners. I asked them to read their tubes of toothpaste on the air. Now every listener who read their toothpaste tube would get to the part where it talks about what happens when you ingest 
toothpaste. Listen to this. Okay, we only have a short time to get all these confirmed. I've got six lines full, and I want to go to every one of you, and I want to I want to confirm that it says on the toothpaste tube that you're not supposed to take in fluoride. So just give me give me what it says. Let's go to James first. James, what does it say on your toothpaste tube? If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you, James. Let's go now to Aaron. Aaron, what does it say on your toothpaste tube? It says if more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you so much. Let's go to John now. John in Florida, what does it say on your toothpaste tube? Keep out of reach of children under age of six years old. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact poison control contact center immediately. So that means if you drink a lot of water over a period of time, that's a lot of fluoride to be put in the body. Maybe you should call the poison control center. Thank you, John, for that. Let's go now to Jim in Massachusetts. What does it say on your toothpaste tube? Yes, uh, keep out of reach of children under six years of age. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, Get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you so much. That confirms it's a poison. Let's go to Deanne in Battleground, Washington. Are you on ground? You're on ground zero. What do you have to say about your toothpaste? Ditto on that. What they just told you. What's that? I said it was ditto on that because it's exactly the same thing that I have on my. So does it confirm on your toothpaste tube that fluoride is a poison and it shouldn't be ingested? That's correct. I think we proved our point, right? We most definitely did prove our point. Got a lot of people alerted to this radio program in Oregon saying that what Clyde did was amazing. Showing that on the tube of toothpaste, they actually tell you that if you ingest a lot of fluoride or you ingest more than what you're supposed to be using for toothpaste to brush your teeth, you should call a poison control center because it is a poison. Now, National Geographic, I ask you, if they put that on a toothpaste tube saying it's poison. No, are we to ignore that? Because I know that they put on cigarettes that if you smoke them, you could get cancer. But people smoke them anyway. They don't die immediately, but they do eventually get lung cancer. So what? If I put a little bit of poison in your milk every day, National Geographic, that's okay because a little bit of poison is not going to kill you right off the bat. It'll kill you little by little. And you've got to wonder why there's so many cancers, so many people with cancer in the world right now got to wonder why so many people are the way they are right now, sick and tired and in pain. But, of course, it's, it's anti-science for me to say this. It's anti-science for the toothpaste tubes to be broadcasting all over the place that it's a poison. See, when I did that National Geographic, I wasn't trying to be anti-science. I was just curious as to why an ingredient like fluoride would be introduced into the water supply when it's a known poison. I'm an anti-science troublemaker. You want to do something about that, National Geographic, because I pointed out that it's a poison? Please. Please. I mean, that's enough for me not to read National Geographic anymore. I'm sorry. It really is. I mean, you know, I've seen dirty deeds. I've, I've heard people like, well, I've heard the mainstream news marginalize people for reporting certain things that they say are conspiracy theories. I saw the whole thing with Alex Jones on, on national TV making him look like a, a complete clown. I saw it all. But this takes the cake. When it says on your toothpaste tube that fluoride is a known poison and that you need to call a poison control center if you ingest it, and then they tell you it's anti-science to question the fluoridation of water? They owe Oregon an apology. They really do.
We're not anti-science. In fact, we're more scientific in this state than most. We do a lot of testing, a lot of work here. I'm sure a lot of states are proud of their scientific community. This is just nonsense. This is just the lowest form of journalism I can ever, ever report to you. National Geographic, grow up, wake up, and realize that we're using the scientific method. And it's our God-given right to do so. 888-673-3700. We'll be back. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. Who might still believe that pigs live in trees and that faithful rover is nothing but a pet sleeping by the doggy door? Well, doggone it, he's smarter than you'll ever be. Yes, I've got proof here that his ancestors came from the dog star millions of years ago to rule the earth. He's been there, and you probably don't even know where you are. Don't believe it? Well, listen to this. Our church is at war. We are under attack from an old enemy, the Illuminati. They have struck us from within, threatening us all with destruction at the hands of their new god signs. Since the days of Galileo, this church has tried to slow the relentless march of progress. There are simply some things that science is just too young to understand. So the church pleads stop, and for this they call us backward. If the outside world could see this church as I do, Looking beyond the ritual of these walls, they would see a, a modern miracle, a brotherhood of imperfect, simple souls who want nothing more than to be voices of compassion in a world spinning out of control. Dogs flew spaceships. The Aztecs invented the vacation. Men and women are the same. Our forefathers took drugs. Your brain is not the boss. Yes, yes, that's right. Everything you know is wrong. Yo, science. What is it all about? Is it good or is it whack? Is the world round? Is it flat? How come no one can tell me that? Okay, it's very famous. You, of course, know it. There are more things in heaven and earth for us you than uh, our philosophy. Ooh, I'm Clyde Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. So, you look at National Geographic, and uh, if you're angry, I'm right along there with you. It seems that anyone now who questions contemporary science is anti-science. Meaning that using the scientific method is anti-science. Meaning that if you decide to question what you're being told, you are just being a troublemaker. You better stop it. Well, screw them. Because I'm going to tell you now, you know, there are so many things that they're pointing out. They point out a list of people. First of all, it's the fluoridated people, okay? There's nothing wrong with fluoridated water. You know, that was the first one. That aggravated me because Oregon just recently voted down fluoridation of their water. We still have clean water without the crap in it. So I guess when I was trying to prove a point about poison in toothpaste, and and now fluoride's a poison, I became an anti-science troublemaker. So it's pro-science or anti-science, reasonable or unreasonable, to avoid ingesting an obvious toxin and harming yourself? That's bad. Bad. 
Furthermore, scientists now accept that the Earth's atmosphere is getting warmer because people are pumping carbon dioxide into the air and that this will cause a dramatic change in the climate. But only 40% of Americans believe this is true, according to a recent poll by Pew Research Center. Now, that figure demonstrates a huge amount of doubters, and some of those doubters are other scientists that somehow are never invited to the debate as to the validity of such a bold statement. Now, if you remember, in the beginning, when we first heard the alarm that NASA set off, they warned us that we had four to six years before the planet would kill us all. You need to hold NASA's feet to the fire on that, because they did. They said, four to six years tops, the planet's going to kill us all. That was in 2004. Just after the movie The Day After Tomorrow came out. Now, here we are in 2015. The global warming scientists regroup and retool their hypothesis, even when we're told that the science is in... And then there's no debate. We shouldn't debate it. Man was warming the earth, and the biggest cause was fossil fuels. Don't question it, right? Well, then, all of a sudden, man is accused of crimes against the planet by these zealous environmentalists. And then they ask you whether or not it would do us all a hell of a lot of good to remove our little carbon footprints from the equation, saying, well... You know, global sustainability, it's what it is. It has nothing to do with the climate. And then they're like, oh, we shouldn't say anything because then people start thinking we're going to call the planet and kill people. Um, <laughs> so I, I can see the ugly insinuation that this type of attitude breeds. It's like, oh, these, these, these environmentalists wish we all die. We're a menace to the planet. So what happens is Michael Crichton. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Many of you know who Michael Crichton is. He is a uh, science fiction writer, doctor. Um, he wrote Jurassic Park. He wrote uh, Westworld. You know, a lot of great stories. Well, Michael Crichton, before he died, he was ostracized for a speech that he gave on the subject of complexity theory and environmental management. Now, Michael criticized environmental groups for failing to incorporate complexity theory in their doom-mongering projections of the effects of global warming. Now, Crichton boldly chastised those who inflated projected cataclysm from global warming and encouraged them to factor in the possibility that a complex system such as the ecosystem can and will be resilient, that it will bounce back. Crichton said that the psychological impact of fearing any predicted cataclysmic event can be far worse than the event itself. See, what got Crichton into trouble was that he had this assessment of global warming as fear-mongering. He stated, authoritatively telling people that they were going to die can it in itself be fatal. In other words, anyone wearing a lab coat, anyone who says they are a scientist telling you that you're going to die can literally psychologically destroy a civilization. 
Well, junk science and doomsayer fear-mongering has thrown out of the aspects of complexity theory and its effects on the environment. That's science for you there. No one even brings up the idea of resilience of systems and how the Earth is capable of adjusting and healing to some of the damage that may have been caused by man or anyone else. So this means that with every so-called extinction-level event, the Earth seems to renew itself. It seems that every end-of-the-world theory throws out the hope of resilience. The world could end tomorrow, and it would be back in 10 years. I mean, I've been to Mount St. Helens. I've been to the area that blew that whole area up. Looked like a dev- it looked like a, a huge atomic bomb went off there. And now it's beautiful, it's pristine, it's great. Trees everywhere, fauna, flora, uh, deer, Bigfoot. Oh, that's another scientific. <clears throat> Bigfoot's there. He's in the Apes Caves. I know he is. I mean, ask Dave Paul. He was there. He heard the damn thing roar. And he's got a video to prove it. He got an award for that video, too. You saw the video. We ought to put it up for the Ground Zero listeners. It's a good video. He went and hunted Bigfoot in the ape caves over there by Mount St. Helens, which was destroyed back in the 80s because of a huge, huge volcanic eruption. So Crichton was right. You know, you can sit there and say that, yeah, the Earth is doomed, but, you know, it doesn't take into consideration that we have the possibility of resilient Earth. And one of the things that bothered Crichton is he said that the environmentalists all of a sudden when introduced to global warming theories, they had this zeal for proving everybody wrong. And the political demand for these environmental science quests for answers in life, in his opinion, constituted a religion from the anthropological viewpoint. According to Crichton, a religion can be a collective that has a core group of beliefs. The collective has leaders that they elevate positions and then they enforce the core belief or the possibility of environmental catastrophe that forever looms on the horizon. Crichton concluded that the collective will tell you that we are all energy sinners doomed to die unless we seek salvation, which is now called sustainability. Sustainability is salvation of the church of the environment, just as organic food is its communion, the pesticide-free wafers that are right with people, they can eat them and, 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 and imbibe and drink whatever they want, just as long as it's a certain type of food. Crichton warned that global warming, which has become coerced moral imperative, not only has little basis in factor science, but compromised by political advocacy and a quest for power, it is junk science. And that's the fatal flaws, according to Crichton, is that it's, it, we have this quest for power politically charged. So when you have politics on the side of junk science, it will be accepted. And of course, Crichton used a cautionary tale of eugenics and how Eugenics were politically motivated, and that is why there were a lot of bad practices of eugenics because the government and the politics were saying, yes, there are people that are more than likely morons, imbeciles, whatever. Get rid of them. So the dangers of a political agenda parading under the cover of a scientific pretext have already been exposed by the agendas of the past. And, of course, that cost can be measured in human lives that have been lost in the past. On eugenics, Crichton states that the actions taken in the name of theory were morally and criminally wrong. Ultimately, they led to deaths of millions of people. Eugenics, like the climate change, global warming, and population control agendas, agendas, all sought to control human behavior in the name of curbing a crisis based on everyday human activity, human breeding, human consumption, human competition for food and other resources, and the very air humans breathe. Humanity was pegged as the problem and people were killed as a result of politically advocated action to meet the crisis. Yet in hindsight, 
Each of these ecological crises have proved to stand on shaky factual ground and misplaced but often well-meaning concern. Such good intentions have indeed paved the way to hell, including the genocide of undesirable human existence. So, as the story goes, man was causing global warming until results came in that man was actually cooling the planet. That data was selectively, and then the figures were fudged in the well-known ClimateGate scandal, if you remember that. Of course, global warming people will not tell you about climate ClimateGate. They'll tell you, well, we, we don't want to talk about ClimateGate because that was an embarrassing email scandal where they released showing that the global warming advocates were perpetrating a fraud. And it was time that the controllers decided it would be better to change the manipulating name to Climate Change. Climate change, quite brilliant, actually. Um, this way, any change in climate, whether it was warming or cooling, could be ascribed to climate change and blamed on you. Think about it. Now, we can't say it's global warming because of global, because the planet is cooling, obviously. But it's cooling and it's changing. So we say it's climate change and you can't argue it. Yes, there is climate change. You can't not argue the climate changes. It, it, that's how it's so brilliant because, you know, whether it's warming or cooling, the climate is changing, and we can blame it on everybody. So it's something you can't question. The climate does change, but not in the way devious global warming scientists have conveniently hijacked it to make it look all, uh, you know, cool and keen to the intellect. But no, they, they look at people who are questioning it as anti-science and ignorant. That, my friends, is what is called a Luciferian move when you have no choice but to pick your battles and remain without opinion so nothing is accomplished and nothing is learned and nothing makes you grow. Of course, the age-old argument that you are anti-science if you don't believe in evolution also came up with a National Geographic article. Evolution arguments have always made me wince because anytime I hear the debates by atheists and clown science spokespeople, I feel that both sides limit themselves in a rigid way of describing how we as a species found ourselves to be what we are now, who we are now, both sides demean the subject matter. It makes us all sound like a bunch of uh, <laughs> ignorant monkeys. <laughs> We're shaved now. We realize that we look better without the hair on our bodies. And that's why, we, look, I know Darwinian evolution may provide a welcome alternative for some of the arguments about creationism. But the truth is, we are looking at a false dichotomy where neither side has all the truth here. Religion and science. The theory of evolution may explain some things well, but it fails to fully understand the role of cooperation and symbiosis among species and the ecosystem. So the whole idea of a doggy dog might is right survival of the fittest world is totally in line with the way the predatory elite class thinks. In fact, a lot of people say that Darwin made up all this stuff so he could attack the church. See, the elite view the rest of humanity in the world as a resource to be used and exploited for their own personal gain. They see us as guinea pigs and bottom feeders that use the air that they wish they could steal from us. And that is why there's always that rumor that they want to kill us. Which brings up another so-called anti-science idea that they brought up, which also ticked me off, and that is vaccinations kill people or, or cause autism. If you believe that vaccinations kill people or cause autism, according to National Geographic, you are anti-science. And so, I will... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, somebody, I guess, woke up one day and said we want to piss off all the conspiracy theorists and we want to 
make angry all those who question science by telling them they're all pitiful and they need to toe the line and they need to believe everything they're told? I mean, how is it that you can say it's anti-science and use the scientific method to question what has already been brought forward to you? It, it doesn't... Does it make sense? How is it anti-science to use the messy scientific method to determine for yourself if what you're hearing is truth, lies, or whatever? And who are they to tell you that you're anti-science if you question these things for your better for the betterment of your life? Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. Back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. So National Geographic is pushing the issue that you're not science or you're anti-science. If you believe in a number of things, the latest, all, I mean, I'm just giving you a few things that they really, some of the things that really made me angry. Vaccinations kill people or cause autism. If you believe that, you're anti-science. Scientists see no connection between childhood vaccinations and autism. The only reason people ever believe there might even be a connection in the first place is because of a single study that was later totally disproved, according to National Geographic. But a growing number of Americans now bypass childhood vaccinations, and the result is a return of diseases like measles that we thought were stamped out. So why do so many people doubt it? Well, why does National Geographic believe that those who question are anti-science? One reason, according to the article, is that science is taught poorly. We learn it as a set of inarguable facts. The earth revolves around the sun. Gravity made the apple fall from the tree and hit Newton on the head, etc., etc., etc. But in fact, science is messy. It starts with a hypothesis, a theory about the way things work. Then one scientist finds evidence that seems to prove or disprove that idea. Others pile on, testing it, modifying it, and sometimes disproving it. When you get a consensus, it becomes knowledge. Fact, though, you can still test it if you want. People try to disprove or try to improve upon another hypothesis. But see, when people start debating science and when they start talking about it, ah, see, a lot of people then say, well, yeah, science doesn't know what they're talking about, and I'm going to test the theory. So they decide to choose whatever scientific facts they want to believe in and cluster into social groups based on those beliefs. So when people say they do not vaccinate their kids, nor do they believe in global climate change, they're not declaring that they don't believe in science. They're declaring their membership in a particular group that says, hey, our experience shows that this is not the case, science. Our experience shows that we do see problems with fluoridation. We do see uh, uh, birth defects with GMOs. We do see problems with um, we, we do we do see problems with other things out there that uh, need to be questioned. The mainstream media, and that's and that goes that also leads to the GMOs as well. The mainstream media wants you to believe that GMOs are safe and wonderful and cool. And that you must be anti-science if you oppose them. Yet GMOs are made with the artificial injecting of the DNA of a completely different random species into plant DNA. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. I mean, there are all kinds of different things they put in there. A lot of it has to do with killing bugs. Well, let's inject our uh, let's inject our weed with all kinds of weed killer and bug killer. And let's say that you don't have to spray these plants anymore because they have their own built-in protectant. Scientifically, in the food, not only are you eating the byproduct of insecticides, but you're you're just you're opening yourself up to just all kinds of horrible things. I mean, this insecticide keeps doing this inside of you once ingested. I mean, we've talked about this before. Remember the rats that they fed GM corn to? They had lesions and tumors, and then one rat decided to attack the other one, basically bit his neck and sucked out his blood and ate him. It started cannibalism. Rat cannibalism. Big, long rats eating each other with big sores. Big sores and big, 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 ugly sores. No, I'm not going to get into a rat rant, but I'd love to right now. Big, ugly, sore rats eating each other. Also, a large number of these rats had organ failure, autism, allergies, asthma. I don't know if you have autism in a rat, but it's still, all of these things. Ugh. I don't know. It's anti-science to not want irritable bowel syndrome when you eat GMOs. It's anti-science to be... Yeah, we'll talk about this coming up next on Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. Spinning complacently in the darkness, covered and blinded by a blanket of little lives, false security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you. Staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink. So face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? Zero. Well, last weekend and the week before, on April Fool's Day, Ground Zero aired its 20th anniversary show. 
And what we did is we gathered together some of the best clips over time, some of the best, funniest, scariest, craziest clips we could to play them on the air. And there was one clip we really wanted to play, but we never got a chance to play the clip because we thought it was too inside. We thought it was too Portland, Oregon. We thought it was whatever. Of course, we don't want anybody to know that we're broadcasting from Portland, Oregon. I'm just kidding. We do. But I'm just saying that it was just one of those things where it just didn't get played. And I thought it was a great statement. In fact, it is the um, it is actually a moment in radio where I actually was nominated and won the Oregon Radio Broadcasters Association Award for Best Talk Show Host. I was proud of that because I was no I was no sooner on the air again, resurgence of the show after doing the, the road and, and doing the news programs and everything else. The show is back national again, and I get Oregon's broadcaster of the year for something that I did, uh, a clip that I made or a clip that I did that I sent into him and said, this is why I should get it. And we didn't play it. And I said, ah, we'll never have an opportunity to play that again. Boy, was I wrong. I was terribly wrong because, well... There's a new magazine out right now from National Geographic that basically is giving a list of people that they consider anti-science. And what they're doing is they're calling people anti-science that, like, don't believe the moon landing happened, to believe in the flat earth, to believe in... You you wouldn't believe it. I mean, if you don't believe in global warming, you're anti-science. If you don't believe in uh, giving your kids a vaccination, you're anti-science. So critical thinkers are now being labeled anti-science. It's the opinion of the global science followers that critical thinkers have declared war on science. And so what aggravated me about this National Geographic article is the first thing they went after was people who don't want fluoride in their water. And this gets to that clip that I was talking about that we wanted to play for you that was a 20th anniversary special link, but we didn't play it. We're going to play it tonight because it fits now. The article in National Geographic began by berating the residents of Portland, Oregon, for not choosing to fluoridate their water and wonders why reasonable people doubt science. Well, I would suggest that reasonable people are not anti-science, but are rather highly suspicious of schemes to harm their health and enrich megacorporations. When you look at the facts around fluoride, it's evident that it's really a composite of all kinds of crappy, terrible poisons. And, of course, fluoride, which is an industrial byproduct considered to be a toxic hazard by the EPA and used in rat poison, pesticides, and big pharma, antidepressant drugs like Prozac and Paxil. Not to mention that one of the pieces I neglected on my 20th anniversary special broadcast was broadcast was the reason why I was voted radio personality of the year was about that very topic. Before it went to vote here in Oregon, I was saying I have to talk about this on my show. I could not ignore... The, the, the fluoride situation. I wanted clean water in my own city, in my own state. And so I took off the gloves and went after the people who wanted to have the stupid fluoride in the water, which makes me anti-science, according to National Geographic. Well, I had every listener do a job for me on the air. This is what I had them do. I had them go into their medicine cabinet, grab a tube of toothpaste. And I wanted them to read the ingredients and anything else that they could find on the tube. But this is what I did. Listen to this. Okay, we only have a short time to get all these confirmed. I've got six lines full, and I want to go to every one of you, and I want to I want to confirm that it says on the toothpaste tube that you're not supposed to take in fluoride. So just give me give me what it says. Let's go to James first. James, what does it say on your toothpaste tube? If more-
more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you, James. Let's go now to Aaron. Aaron, what does it say on your toothpaste tube? It says if more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you so much. Let's go to John now. John in Florida. What does it say on your toothpaste tube? One is keep out of reach of children under age of six years old. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, get medical help or contact poison control contact center immediately. So that means if you drink a lot of water over a period of time, that's a lot of fluoride to be put in the body. This, you, maybe you should call the poison control center. Thank you, John, for that. Let's go now to Jim in Massachusetts. What does it say on your toothpaste tube? Yes, uh, keep out of reach of children under six years of age. If more than used for brushing is accidentally swallowed, Get medical help or contact a poison control center right away. Thank you so much. That confirms it's a poison. Let's go to Deanne in Battleground, Washington. Are you on ground? You're on ground zero. What do you have to say about your toothpaste? Ditto on that. What they just told you. What's that? It, I said it was ditto on that because it's exactly the same thing that I have on my. So toothpaste. does it confirm on your toothpaste tube that fluoride is a poison and it shouldn't be ingested? That's correct. <laughs> I think we proved our point, right? And when I did that, I wasn't trying to be anti-science. I was just curious as to why an ingredient like fluoride would be introduced into the water supply when it's a known poison. I guess that makes me an anti-science troublemaker. So it's pro-science or anti-science, reasonable or unreasonable, to avoid ingesting an obvious toxin and harming yourself? The scientists now accept that the Earth's atmosphere is getting warmer because people are pumping carbon dioxide into the air, too. This is going to cause changes in climate. But only 40% of Americans believe this is true. Does that make them anti-science as well? I mean, that that figure of 40% demonstrates a huge amount of doubters. And some of those doubters are other scientists that somehow are never invited to the party when the, when the validity of climate science is being questioned. Because it's such a bold statement that says there is no global, global warming, which of course was hijacked Orwellian-like by now calling it climate change. Because the climate does change. It's just that it's not anthropomorphic or anthropogenic global warming or climate change. Of course, the age-old argument is that you're anti-science if you don't believe in evolution. That also was mentioned. That came up in the National Geographic article. Evolution arguments, they're silly. They always have been to me. I think they're crazy. They make me wince because anytime I hear the debates by atheists... And clown science spokespeople, I feel that both sides limit themselves to what they could be talking about. That is things like panspermia, uh, other things where you have the link between space and earth and God and creation and intelligence. And I mean, so many things that could be talked about, so many things that you can theorize about. But no, we have to limit ourselves to monkeys or religious monkeys. I, that's that's how I see it. You know, Darwin evolution, Darwinian evolution may provide, you know, some alternative for some of the arguments about creationism. But if you look at it truthfully, it's just another false dichotomy where neither side has all the truth. We need to just kind of take that as a duh. I mean, the theory of evolution may explain some things, but it fails to fully understand the role of cooperation and symbiosis among the species in the ecosystem. The whole idea of doggy dog, might is right, survival of the fittest, uh, that's... That's the way the elite see things. That's the way they look at life. That's the way they see us. I mean, they see us as guinea pigs and bottom feeders that use the air that they wish they could steal from us. And that's why there's always that rumor that they want to kill us. So they want to eliminate the population to a good 500 million. 
which brings up another anti-science idea, courtesy of National Geographic, and that is vaccinations kill people or cause autism. So National Geographic says that if you believe that your child can get autism from a vaccine, you're anti-science. Scientists see no connection between childhood vaccinations and autism, and people are questioning this. The only reason people ever believed there might have been a connection in the first place is there was a report about it. And now, according to science, it's been totally disproved. So we have to believe it, right? This, this, uh, this single study has remained the, the, I guess you could call it the, the staple for this, this argument. Now we have to totally say, we have to say it's totally disproved. Because we just have this renaissance of people who want to get poked by a needle and get their vaccinations, right? It just seems to me that vaccinations are cool now. Why? Because our president invested in all these big pharma companies and they invested in him to be president. So he has to make money back somehow and they have to make money back somehow. So get your shot. Get your vaccination. It's no conspiracy theory. Get your shot. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli. I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So why is it the National Geographic has decided to say that people who don't want to participate in this contemporary junk science nonsense, why do they say they're anti-science when they're, when they're doing is they're usually using the scientific concept? I mean, isn't the scientific concept pretty much, uh, you know, what you do is you just basically have this open-minded idea, you search for knowledge, you're using theories, and you're testing things to discover the truth, and you have to find out on your own, you can't have some idiot who's some nameless, voiceless soul out there telling you, oh, yeah, everything we say is true. Fluoridation's true. Vaccines work. GMOs don't kill you. That's another one, too. If you don't believe in GMOs, you're anti-science, according to National Geographic. Even though we've seen in applied, in, 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 in applied experiments that we've seen that these things can kill you. They can create digestive problems. They can create sterilization. They create huge sores and, 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 and they create uh, hostility and all. I mean, we've seen this. This is not some war on science. This is not anti-science. This is our ability to question. It is the scientific method. You don't like it. Tough. We're not going to be gullible little guinea pigs that follow your every whim. Faceless science. And we never have faceless science, so get over yourselves, faceless science. You know, this sounds, this sounds like a desperate group of people that are so worried they're not going to get their paychecks for lying to you that they're saying, oh, you're an idiot for not believing what I tell you. Why can't you just believe me so I can get my money? I mean, I've been paid off to say that global warming's real. Oh, sorry, climate change is real. 
I believe in the double speak. I believe in Orwellian double speak. That's why I changed it to climate change. Because you're a liar if you don't believe in climate change. Yeah, you have to believe in climate change now because climate does change, whether it's cool or warm. But you said it was going to be hot. Six years ago, you said we were all going to die. What happened? It's a war on science is what it is. Right, National Geographic? <sighs> we'll be back. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101. in on the secrets and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. Let's go to Fred in Pennsylvania. Hi, Fred. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, Clyde. Hey. You're really pushing my buttons here lately. and You're kind of getting excited about all this stuff. I'm thinking maybe you should take a Prozac, calm down a little bit. You know, it's only 95% fluoride. Ah! <laughs> I wouldn't because I'm an anti-science. I'm no, an anti-science You type. know, I mean, I, I, I'm going to try and articulate all this. I got quite a bit here that really goes along with what you're saying, but I think you could, like, equate science to political correctness and maybe spirituality to reality. But um, the Illuminati, right, the all-seeing eye and the pyramid. Right. right. So the Illuminati obviously is not drinking any fluorinated water because the third eye would be calcified. The penal gland ain't going to work. That's right. Huh? That's, that's right. right. You're They're right. out of business. So we ain't got to worry about them no more. They're gone. All right. But, uh, yeah. So God, you know, God's in our heads, whether we want him to be there or not. And if you're an atheist, then that's just because they're pissed off at him and they can't handle it. So they're just going to put him right out of the equations, the way I figure it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, right. I mean, it, that's true. Right. I mean, the way to get rid of a God is to ignore him. And that's basically what they need to do. But most atheists can't ignore God. In fact, without him, well, they don't have a they don't have a leg to stand on. But see, the whole thing with reality, and I said to a guy once, and reality said, "What you know what it is?" I said, "Yes." And I looked up in the dictionary. I said, "Reality is the truth of what is." And so today, people don't want the truth of what is. The political correctness seems to fill the equation for them, you know, because that way, you don't have to deal with the truth of anything. You just get the majority to go along. And then that's what the political correctness is, and everybody's happy, and we don't have to deal with the truth anymore. We're going to make it what we want to be. Everybody's going to go along with it, and it's politically correct. Well, so I've always thought of this in, in, in a way, yeah, the political correctness of it is something, but there's also the idea that science wants you to doubt your intuition. Science wants you to doubt that you have the ability to discern, or you have the gift of discernment. There'd be something that God would give you, some sort of hocus-pocus supernatural voice that tells you, well, I don't like the idea of having a vaccine because I don't think a vaccine is going to help me. And I've heard of people, I've read reports about autism. I've read reports about people getting a, a mild version of the disease once they get it, that kind of thing. And so their, their, their bodies and their minds tell them, no, I don't want to fall for this one. Or it comes to fluoridated water. I don't want to have poison in my water. And that's my choice because I have this intuition that it's going to harm me in the long run. And I'd rather have pure water than garbage water drinking that. When it comes to other things, it, it's about what your heart tells you about the sciences put before you. And if, and if, yeah, I mean, there's certain sciences that, you know, gravity, of course, 
works if you jump off a building and kill yourself. But it's just the idea that there are other things that you you just sense or you or you somehow have learned that everything they tell you is not often the truth. And that, and that includes religion, too, at times. You know, that some of the things they tell you about God aren't necessarily true. The things they tell you about science aren't necessarily true. So you have to find that halfway point where you have faith. And that's the important thing. They don't want you to have faith. They want you to know. And if you don't know, and if you ask questions, you're a critical anti-sciencer. Right, well, I really want to ask you a big one now. I want to, Clyde, I want, I want you to be God here for a second, right? Wow. Okay, so if you're God and you don't have a wand... How do you raise a, a dead, rotten body from the dead? I mean, bring it back to life. How do you do that? Well, I don't know. I mean, it'd have but to be there'd have to be things, things like you know, Jesus cooling of the body. Lazarus come back. Cooling of the body. Uh, the science is saying now, if you have a body that's cool, you can actually warm it up slowly and bring it back. If it doesn't cause brain damage. Uh, that kind Jesus of thing. was dead for like three days, though. I mean, a rotten corpse. And but he was in a cold tomb. I mean, how cold was that tomb? It could have been a refrigerator there, you know? Well, Lazarus was dead, too, and they said, you're too late. They said, you're too late. He's dead. He's stinky. Mm -hmm. They brought him back. But the other part of it is, okay, we'll get past that. But anyhow, if you was God, would you create something that you couldn't control? Well, I wouldn't know, but, you know, I'm sure God has. Well, I'd like to think that he has everything under control, regardless of, like, what they do with CERN or whatever it is. I think that it's going to play into his plan, and I don't think we can nudge him. I think God's a big boy. I think he pretty much does it his way. My well, way of thinking. Yeah, you know, God does it his way no matter what, but, I mean, you got to understand that there are plenty of things on this planet that tell us that, you know, there are things that God can't even control. He can't, he can't control cataclysm, catastrophe. I mean... I guess what it does, you just they start the ball rolling, and then how it ends up is just after God opens his eyes and says, "Okay, I just didn't want to see this happen, but it happened, so, and now I have to figure figure out and assess who gets what and what gets who." And and, and that's the well, thing I is wanna, that I don't want to drive you off the edge here and put you on Prozac, but with the thing no, about, you know, I no. read the book and I know how it ends. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of uh, I, I find that to be kind of weird when people say that. Well, just one other thing, though, and it's kind of like my sister, when she was small, they told her the boogeyman was in the basement. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. But I want to see him. Now, I mean, I know that you was a Boy Scout. You must have heard some pretty good stuff around the campfire. Always, yes. Uh-huh. You don't think you'd want to open the door and just take a peek down there? Of course I do. I always have. That's why I do radio well, shows like what, I do. That, well, that's what the guys with Cerner are thinking. They want to open the door and just take a peek. They want to they see what's Yeah, but I don't want to go with them. If they, if they want to do it, they can do it on their own. They don't want to take the whole planet with them to the other dimension. Do you want to do that? No, I don't want to do that. No, no, that's why I'm saying I trust God. I trust that God's going to keep all these people on, you know, where that they should be. Well, I have faith in you, but that's anti-science, Fred, so you have a good night, okay? All right. Thank you. <laughs> take care. I hope you understood that I have faith that maybe he's right. We'll be back. Friday night's rain tapers off to more occasional showers on Saturday. In fact, we'll see more breaks in the rain than anything on Saturday. We may even see a few sun breaks. Don't get your hopes up, though. Mostly cloudy. Slight chance of some showers in the afternoon. Daytime highs in the mid-50s. Incidentally, if you're heading up to the mountain, skiers got to love this. Five to ten inches of fresh powder on the slopes by Saturday afternoon. Sunday looks like the better of the two days in the valley. Sunshine returns with highs near 60. Back to work and school on Monday. We've got rain back in the picture from Monday afternoon. I'm Dave Henderson. Stay connected with FM News 101 on KXL.com.
Do you want to learn how to mask your identity to browse inappropriate websites and stream media while at the office? Well, we can't help you with that. But among the many IT problems we solve, Barracuda's web security solutions keep online activity clean and ensure internet bandwidth performance. Reclaim your network like 150,000 other businesses already have. To learn more about preventing web-based threats, visit barracuda.com web. This is John Greenhut, and if your teeth are stained from coffee, tea, or smoking, Power Swabs is the answer. In five minutes, you'll see two shades wider teeth, and in seven days, six shades. Even better, there's no messy strips or trays that you'll have to leave in your mouth for an hour. Just swab your teeth for five minutes, and you're done. To try Power Swabs, call 1-800-679-0969. Your bright white smile will have your friends talking about how great you look. Try it risk-free. 1-800-679-0969. That's 1-800-679-0969. I'm here tonight to share a great truth with you. I'm here tonight to dehypnotize you, to free you from a deadly collective obsession. We measure things by what we are. For the maggots and the cheese, the cheese is the universe. For the worms and the corpse, the corpse is the cosmos. How then can we be so cocksure about our world? Just because of our telescopes and microscopes and the splitting of the atoms? Certainly not. Freud called religion an illusion. You feel it in your head. You feel it in your head. But our science is not an illusion. And Freud was saying, come down from your heights, human beings. You are not as great as you say you are. You are full of sexuality. You are full of hatred and lust and envy. Face yourself. I am going to save you from those conditions. There are more things in heaven and on earth than are dreamt of in your philosophy. What do we know about the beyond? Do we know what's behind the beyond? I'm afraid some of us hardly know what's beyond the behind. There is no God. No one created the universe, and no one directs our fate. This leads me to a profound realization. There is probably no heaven, and no afterlife either. We have this one life to appreciate the grand design of the universe. And for that, I am extremely grateful. I'm Clyde Lewis. You are listening to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. If you question contemporary science, you're anti-science. According to National Geographic, I think that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Especially from a respectable magazine such as National Geographic pushing the issue that if you decide to question vaccinations, you're anti-science. If you question global warming, a.k.a. climate change, a.k.a. whatever next they want to call it because they lose on that one, that, that too is anti-science. Moon landings, anti-science. If you don't believe we landed on the moon, anti-science. GMOs, if you believe the GMOs are bad for you, you're anti-science. My gosh, there's a whole list of things that I'm anti-science. I used to think of myself as 
full of scientific method and hypothesis and strange ideas and imagination. But no, science does not have imagination anymore. Whatever they say goes. <laughs> it's nonsense. Let's go to Tom in Texas. KLBJ, you're on Ground Zero. Uh, hi. Hi. You're uh, wrong about climate change, but you're right in the GMOs, and you're right on the fluoride in the water, and you're right on the vaccinations. How am I wrong about climate change? Well, I'll tell you the real, I'll tell you the real conspiracy uh, on it. Mm-hmm. The oil and coal industry puts about a billion dollars a year into climate science now, telling everybody and their brother to say it's a hoax. So does petroleum. They put, they put uh, their money into climate science, and they're getting ready to change all of their uh, methods by which they are going to be having automobiles because uh, the climate science people are winning. Uh, no one is questioning they're climate not, science anymore, not, and uh, even your big oil companies are deciding they want to go with climate, climate science. Let me tell you something. They're not winning, and they're not winning anything. Climate, no chi- climate science is winning. Forty percent of the populace does not believe in climate change. They don't believe in it. So when you figure you got forty percent out there that don't believe, and you got the rest out there that do, climate science is winning the game. Well, one of the most uh, prominent scientists, who was the biggest what I call a climate doomer, is Guy McPherson. You ought to interview him. He's telling us. Because of 45 self-reinforcing feedback loops and methane coming out of the Arctic, yeah. we've got about two to 20 years before total human extinction. Yawn. Him. Yawn. 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 I, think, I figured you'd be a little upset at that. No, I'm not upset at that at all because I heard it all from NASA. I heard it all from uh, the climate changers or the global warmest back then. What was it? I, back in 2005. Oh, really? a, back in 2005 when I believed in global warming, I was telling everybody the world was going to go bad in the next 20 to, 20 to 30 years. We're already, what, 10 years out of when I first talked about it, uh, maybe 15 years, and we haven't even, we haven't even felt it yet. Um, I would say... Consult Tom McPherson. No, I'm not going to consult anybody who's getting paid off to be a scientist who speaks on behalf of the warmest. They're nothing more than a bunch of idiots that want us all to off ourselves for global sustainability. That's exactly what they are. What's that? Before you hang up on me. I'm not going to hang up on you. I'm having a debate with you. Why would I hang up on you? A debate is so much fun. Oh, okay. What do you think? If you want to go listen to some of the other talk show hosts that do that, I could gladly introduce you to someone that will hang up on you when you first open your mouth. So go ahead and speak, please. Okay. Well, what do you think of uh, what I'm telling you about that uh, the oil and coal industry dumps about a billion dollars a year on climate science denial? It's a dirty business. I know that. Yeah. Well, okay. So they want to they want to dump it on climate science denial. That doesn't mean though that climate change or even global anthropogenic global warming is real. Look. They want to well, save their uh, business. I would agree they want to save their business, and they can be dirty floor flushers doing it. But the truth of the matter is, is the science is not adding up, Tom. It just isn't. Um, I beg to differ with you. you of course you do. You've got 98% of the scientists who are from 100 different countries, <laughs> thousands of scientists. Yeah. It adds up. All paid off and all in agreement. What, I mean, look, if you have enough pressure, hey, you'll you'll follow the, for anything. But there are plenty of meteorologists out there and plenty of other people out there that are saying that it was all a dirty, dirty plan to be good. I want you to explain something to me, Tom. Why is sure. it that they called it global warming for the longest time? And when the planet was not showing that it was warming, they changed it to the Orwellian term climate change because they knew that you could not refute it. Huh? I got an, No, I have an answer for you. Okay. I can't remember the name of this Republican politician, but he is the one who coined the term climate change during the Bush years to make it look like it's less of a problem than global warming. No, I, I, no, 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 no. Climate change was coined after Climategate, 
after they found out that the data was being fudged by scientists when they had those emails that they exposed. And they immediately called it climate change because you cannot argue that the climate is changing. If it gets warmer, it's climate change. If it gets colder, it's climate change. So what do we have to believe? Oh, well, it's climate changes. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, those those hacked emails, an old story. Who hacked those? It's an old story that has validity. Tom, 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 please. Don't ignore the facts here. You're ignoring oh, something that makes global facts. warming look bad, and it's bad. It's who stupid the, science. Who had the motive to hack those computers? Who had the motive? <laughs> who had the motive? The, the people that didn't oh, believe in the junk does. science. That's who had the motive. Well, the oil and coal industry had the most. No, no, it's not always about the it's oil and coal industry. Maybe there are people out there that don't care about partisan politics or making a science political. I'm one of them. Well, you you, con- you you actually confessed one time that you were a conservative when I called you last time on this issue. I've never, I have never confessed to being a conservative or a liberal. And here's another thing for you, too. I do not drive. I take a train to work most of the time. I take buses to work most of the time. I would ride a bicycle if I could. I'm a tree hugger. That's why I live in the Northwest. And I think global warming's stupid. I think well, it's stupid science. A year on climate denial funding and everybody and their brother being paid off. Who? Okay. Vote. Climate denial funding gets funded to, to, to die climate change. And those idiot scientists who are being paid off to get their grants and everything else to continue it, they don't believe it either. Willie, They're hey, making about, money off the same old thing. What's that? Well, what about scientists Willie Soon, who got caught taking $1.2 million from the oil and coal industry to publish studies that he called deliberable? Well, I'm sure you can point out to me, I'm sure you can point out to me every scientist that has been taking bribes from the oil and coal industry, and I would agree with you. I wouldn't deny that. I'm sure that they want to save their asses in the end, but I'll tell you this much. There are many climatologists that are being ignored that are not invited to the little parties they have when they want to debate whether or not uh, global warming or or uh, global cooling or or climate change is a science. But when they tell you that the science is in and there's no debate, when people want to debate it, it's not a science if you have to debate it. Who's forcing the debate? You know, this is modeled on the whole... Who's forcing the debate? Everybody's been forcing the debate. And the climate scientists have said no debate. The science is in. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, now, the, the tobacco industry debated uh, for years. They 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 uh, told people cigarettes don't cause cancer and this whole denial about the global, global warming. But there are plenty of studies that showed. On that whole thing. But they didn't say that the science was in. They just, they just, by their opinion, said so. But global warming science is saying that the science is in, it's definite, and that we need to pay our, our uh, I guess we've got to pay for our sins against humanity. And all these greedy little well, countries that want to bilk us for our money, they're saying, get us the money now or we're going to do something. And so Obama, they're going to force his hand to make a trade with these countries, and we're just going to be screwed. That's okay. Can I ask you one favor? What? Would you please interview Guy McPherson of GuyMcPherson.com about the climate problem? Like I say... You know, I've interviewed... I've, I've, I've interviewed... I, hey, uh, Tom, I've interviewed pro-climate change people before. I've, I've oh, interviewed... I never, them. You do that? I've been listening for a couple of years. I've never heard of one climate... <laughs> I've done it before, and, and believe me, it's difficult without me, you know, because... I give everybody, you know, I, I try to give everybody as, as, as best I can an ability to give their forum. And, and when I'm like sitting there just like, you know, feeling like I'm passing a twisted sardine can, I, I really, really get obnoxiously uh, yeah. frantic here. Um, hey, I'm, by, I'm the just, way, yeah. by the way, mm-hmm. uh, by the way uh, Gary Knoll of the Gary Knoll Show interviewed Dr. Wakefield, the guy who got railroaded for the whole vaccine cause of autism. Oh, thing. yeah. They, they, they said that he's suing. Is, is he suing for that, the Wakefield situation? 
He is, isn't he? I'm not entirely. Uh, well, they said he said he ran out of money. I was listening to the podcast today. Okay. Google the Gary Hell Show. Okay. And uh, the podcast will be up there. It's like from yesterday. That's what I heard. I heard that uh, the MM. What is it? The MM. The MMR. MMR vaccine. Yep. But there's st- the, the, the it's still out there. Job it, job interviewing oh, Doctor Wakefield. Doctor Wakefield is actually living in Austin, right in my hometown. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah, he's actually living here now. He left England. Well, okay. You know, maybe okay. Here's the deal. I'm a, I will. I will see what I can do. If if I can, I will try and get McPherson on the show. I will be gritting my teeth listening to him. He's all injured. I'll 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 be as fair to him as I am the flat earth people. That we're all dead from climate change. We're just he just said we're just walking around to save funeral expenses. <laughs> oh God. That's a really good one. All right. But, you know, and I can tell you now, yeah, I can actually see, you know, these big money coal and oil companies spending money to discredit global warming. But you know what? There's shifty things going on on both sides. Wouldn't you agree with me, Tom? Well, guess what? He says he's gotten death threats and hate emails and all that stuff. I wouldn't go. Michael Mann. But I wouldn't go that far. I would just say, look, I'm sorry that he gets that. But I'm just saying that wouldn't you kind of think... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, look, I have a fiance who's a Greenpeace, who used to be Greenpeace, not anymore. I used to be damn close, not anymore. And I'm not, I'm not going to fall for, I'm not going to fall for this uh, pseudoscience. And then, oh, how do you feel, Tom, about those who believe geoengineering is the answer to global warming? Guy McPherson will be the first one to tell you nobody wants it. it it'll have unwanted consequences, unforeseen consequences, and uh, they're planning on uh, they're planning on implementing this, probably implementing it within the next two years. Didn't Al Gore say he was against it, or is he for it too? I have no idea, but Al Gore has been raked to the coals just because he decided to make a film that told the truth. He didn't tell the truth, Tom. Didn't tell the truth. Tell me animated polar bears tell the truth. They don't. Well, let's put it this way. 2016-2015 is a long time between what the science told us then and what it tells us now. Well, but you, you're using your own argument, Tom, Tom, Tom. Using your own argument, you're saying, well, 2004 until now. Yeah, look at what's going on from 2004 until now. We still have people making up the idea that the ice shelf got smaller when it grew two times the size it, it, it was uh, two and a half, three years ago. You know, you're believing conservative nonsense. No, I'm not. Okay, quit, quit calling the partisan. Don't do that to me. You well, shouldn't not, do that. I'm not, I'm not pulling a partisan. Yeah, you are. You're telling me it's a conservative thing. I'm not conservative, and I'm not liberal. Well, the whole thing is is that for some crazy reason, all the conservative websites, all the conservative uh, politicians, 
and all the conservative talk show hosts are saying it's a hoax. Well, that sucks, doesn't it? That I'm 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 neither, and yet I say it's still a hoax. I studied I studied meteorology, man. You gotta you gotta hand that to me. I was gonna be a weatherman. Hey, uh, you know what's a cumulus cloud? <laughs> what you gonna, you're gonna drill me on cumulus clouds now? Is that what you're gonna ask me? Oh, I just figured I'd throw that out to the Tom, you're a good yeah. man. Thank you for calling the show, dude. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Have a good night. Take care. Bye-bye. This is your guy, Nick Pearson. Don't forget. I'll look him up tonight when I get home. I love you. Take care. Bye. Guy McPherson. Put that on the notes. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. I am your anti-science person, Clyde Lewis. This is Ground Zero. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Let's go to Kevin in Oregon. Hi, Kevin. You're on Ground Zero. Hey, how you doing? I'm a long-time, long-time listener. Good okay. to be here. Sure. Uh, I had a question for you. I just was listening to the previous caller, mm-hmm. and I was interested. You said the, the ice shelves were retreating, or they were... No, they got bigger. I, I, and tell me which ice shelves these are. The, the northern ice shelves. northern ice shelf got bigger this northern year. northern ice shelves... It, it, showed an increase, it showed an increase in the last two years. And, uh, and also, the, the temperature has basically tabled. It's not getting any hotter or colder. We are experiencing colder temperatures in the um, uh, for the winter's... Our winters are getting colder for some reason, and, um, you know, summers are becoming colder as well. That's interesting. That goes against a lot of the research I've done. I've spent some time at Palmer Station in Antarctica, and I've got about 10 years. Well, you're at Palmer Station in Antarctica. It was just recently 63 degrees. I mean, that's a fluke, but it happens. I mean, climate does change. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, no, but my question is this, and it's a broader question. I've been listening to the show tonight, and I love it. Um, And the question is basically, like, what's the source of your conviction? It's a broad question. I studied meteorology, meteorology and I wanted to be a meteorologist, and I didn't. I ended up being a talk show host instead. And uh, after working with a lot of military meteorologists and climate uh, climatologists, I've come to the conclusion that uh, climate change is nothing more than a front for uh, global sustainability. And everybody wants the planet to be sustainable, even the uh, globalists. And that's what they're doing is they're pushing a boogeyman on us that we cannot control. They're pushing a boogeyman on us that man thinks he can control. He never has been able to control the weather. The military is attempting to control the weather, obviously, because they seem to have it all together and thinking about it. But see, that's the thing is that if the military gets to a point where they can control the weather, then who do we blame? Do we blame anthropogenic global warming on this or do we blame the fact that the military has basically got a weather machine that they can play with like harp or some other silly thing like that? Interesting. I, uh, I, I'm curious about it because, you know, the partisan thing is terrible. People hate Al Gore. People love Al Gore. He's a dividing, you know, a polarizing figure. Right. But, you know, if I tell you that the temperature somewhere is a certain degree, mm-hmm. it's a terrible situation that it's already kind of begged the question. Where it's like, oh, you want to change my lifestyle and stuff like that. And I, I detest that. And I, I guess I kind of want to talk about the idea that you know, how can we how can we separate that there is I, see, I disagree with you. And I but it's not a it's not so much like a hunch um, on my opinion. Well, you disagree with me on global warming? Uh, you, or you disagree, what do you disagree with me on? I just want to know. Uh, 
I disagree with you on, on your on your overall um, opinion on global warming. Well, you don't think you don't think that this is all a front for global sustainability. You got to read what the Green Party says in England about it. They say that they say this is all it is. It's it's global sustainability being able to maintain smaller countries at the expense of larger countries redistributing the wealth well, and, and basically bilking us all that money. What's that? And I think the climate gate thing, all this stuff is is noise around what is ultimately not that complicated in terms of spot temperatures around the sure. globe for the past 20 years are going up. Kevin, Kevin. Decrease all over Antarctica. Yeah. Kevin, if they include complexity theory in their model, then I'll believe in global warming. But until then, it's nonsense. I think it's nonsense. I think well, it's then, well, then you know as well. Okay, and you speaking from a scientific standpoint can tell me that global warming has no outcome of good, only an outcome of pay, 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 and try to recoup, 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 rather than saying, hey, if we decide that we're going to use better fuel, which is a good idea, if we decide we're yeah. going to use uh, different forms of energy, which is a good idea, and we see a change, great, great, great. But that's not what they're seeing. They're seeing nothing but doom and gloom, and they don't see any resilience with the atmosphere. They're saying we've pretty well done ourselves in, and that doomsday is just around the corner. Well, it's been 15 years, close to 15 years now. I don't see doomsday yet. Don't see it yet. We'll be back. is Ground Zero. National Geographic now has a long list of people who it labels anti-science, or to be exact, who deems it, uh, who, who deems people who are engaging in a war on science by exercising free and critical thinking, which of course is the scientific method. It actually is saying that those who are anti-science are the ones who are forming an opinion which is contrary to the supposed mainstream scientific consensus, which, of course, this is a huge illusion. National Geographic lists five areas where it thinks the science is settled. And this is typical of the way that the mainstream media seeks to suppress the truth and label truth seekers as irrational, crazy, and anti-science. Anti-science is another label to discourage critical thinking, and it's ironic that this time around... The media is saying it's anti-science because it really, if you, if you look at the term anti-science, 
you'd realize that science is the open-minded search for knowledge using theories and testing to discover the truth. So getting into the messy idea of, you know, analyzing whether issues like fluoridation, vaccines, and GMOs are pro-science, that's where they get the idea of anti-science because we are now saying, well, we don't know if this is the type of science that isn't foolproof because they want real and independent tests done in these areas instead of corporate junk science which is performed in its place. People who stand to make a lot of money. I mean, it's a, it's a political fight for the, the dollar here. As was illustrated earlier when someone was saying, well, coal and oil has gone overboard to try and disprove climate science. But I'll tell you, climate science or climate change is winning. Only 40% don't believe in climate change. But it's not just the climate change people that are pointing out as uh, anti-science. They also point out that people who are anti-science are those who believe that fluoride can harm you if it's in your water. They expressly aggravated me when they were attacking my hometown of Portland, Oregon, saying they voted against putting fluoride in their water. Why are they so anti-science? You know, you look back and you say to yourself, well, <laughs> it's not anti-science to basically say we don't want crap in our water. And if you go back, you know, looking back at the science with regard to global warming or, or to the idea of climate change, I begin to wonder if people who believe in anthropogenic global warming or man-made global warming have any idea that in the times of Hitler, there was global, there was actually global warming in climate science known as fire and ice sciences provided by Horbiger, it was a refrigerator salesman who created this junk science so Hitler had a blood and soil proposal he could give to his people that they could vote on and gather together in an environmental sense, returning Germany to its agricultural roots. It's also interesting to note that man-made global warming or the idea of man-made global warming also was uh, on the docket to bring about the one world government. If you look at the 1966 report from Iron Mountain... It was commissioned by JFK and considered by LBJ as too dangerous to reveal to the public at the time. I have a, I have a, a passage here I want to read to you from report from Iron Mountain about global warming. This was back in the 1960s when this was proposed. It says, it may be, for instance, that gross pollution of the environment can eventually replace the possibility of mass destruction by nuclear weapons as the principal apparent threat to survival of the species. Poisoning of the air and of the principal sources of food and water supply is already well advanced and at first glance would seem promising in this respect. It constitutes a threat that can be dealt with only through social organization and political power. Or we can also take a look at what the Club of Rome's 1991 document entitled The First Global Revolution said. Here's a quote from it. It said, in searching for a common enemy against whom we can unite, we came up with the idea that pollution, the threat of global warming, water shortages, famine, and the like would fit the bill. In their totality and their interactions, these phenomena do constitute a common threat which must be confronted by everyone together. All these dangers are caused by human intervention in natural processes. And it's only through changed attitudes and behavior that they can be overcome. The real enemy is then humanity itself. Those who don't believe in evolution are also considered anti-science by National Geographic's anti-science stand. National Geographic also points out... That those who believe we didn't go to the moon in 69 are also anti-science. If you go by the government negative about the moon landing, it's a lingering and ludicrous lie. 1969 moon landing did not happen, in my opinion. 
I mean, we're expected to believe that the astronauts who went up there only to... T actually, they took 80 to 100 photos of the entire event, not to mention the massive discrepancies in shadows, failure for anyone to explain at the time how we got past the Van Allen radiation belts. That's the big one. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You look at uh, the dejected state and massive uh, types of amnesia displayed by the astronauts at press conferences. You look at how Neil Armstrong didn't want to talk to any press after it. I mean, these guys did something so monumental as walk on the moon. And is it a holiday? Do we consider it a holiday? No. It should be a holiday. If it's that big of it, we left this planet and we landed on another an extraterrestrial surface, and that does not constitute a celebration. That's way up there with Independence Day. That's way up there with Martin Luther King Day. That's way up there with, well, we don't do it because no one cares. I guess it wasn't really that big of a deal to begin with. And if we celebrate it every year, someone would question, well, is there a reason? Is there a reason why the moon landing looks so hokey and so phony? I mean, I don't want to go too much into that because I know a lot of people find it a sore spot to say that we didn't go to the moon. But my gosh. National Geographic also says you're anti-science if you believe that vac vaccines aren't safe and effective for your children. Then from there, to add insult to injury, they say that you're anti-science if you believe that GMOs are not safe and wonderful. Just a few things that got under my skin with this new article about National Geographic saying it's anti-science to question. Just drives me nuts. You're supposed to question. That's what the scientific process is all about. Let's go to Pete in California. Hi, Pete. You're on Ground Zero. Clyde. Yeah. Quiet. I love your brain more than Pinky loves the brain. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. What's up? Remember? Oh, Pinky, man. yeah, Pinky in the brain. What's that? Pinky in the brain. What are we going to do today, Brian? Take over the world, Pinky. Remember the, remember the last time it was uh, Hannibal Lecter loves brains? <laughs> yeah, with a rich Chianti. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, so I've got a couple of things here I, I, I want to throw in. But by the way, I'm with you 100%. The thing that kills me, though, is the arrogance that it, it takes to say, like, we know a thing. Like, we are certain. Like, we've figured this out. Right. When uh, Did you know that um, when whoever it was that figured out that you could drop two um, objects of varying weights and sizes and they would both land at the same time, the scientific community went just berserk. Mm -hmm. And they said, okay, well, here, just, just go and test it yourself. I'm, I'm right. I, I've tested this. I've used the method. It's, this is the way it is. And after they did that, that, for over 70 years after that in universities, they still taught the, the opposite. 
even even when they knew the truth that that's that's the way it was. Right. And uh, the the thing that that kills me here is that like this is like the very definition of an oxymoron. Um, Richard Dawkins was asked at a he was given a speech and he said uh, somebody asked him like well okay so what do we do about these people that don't believe in evolution? And he said literally he said mock them, mock them and insult them. So get this right. Like, okay, Richard Dawkins, what do you believe? Oh, I believe in evolution. Okay, well, I don't believe in that. You're stupid. Yeah. Like, I'm going to call you names. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say anti-science, which is just a backhanded way of saying you're anti-smart people, and we are the smart people, and you're the dumb one. Yeah. Like, okay, well, if we, if we evolved, then shouldn't we stop acting like children and calling each other names? Like, mm-hmm. the, the stones that it takes to... to uh, do something like that when it's clear, like a scientist's whole job is to walk around in a constant state of asking themselves, Hey, I wonder how this works. Right. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, so, and that's, and that's what I like is I like to be able to, you know, freely ask questions, uh, make decisions, or at least, uh, go against the grain just to see if anybody's going to prove me wrong. And if they can convince me, I'm like, going, yeah, okay. This is something I didn't think of, but you notice all of the things here, that they're against all the things that okay all the things that National Geographic has pointed out here they go from uh, they begin with uh, fluoride is is good for you or not good for you you ever notice that someone out there is going to benefit from putting fluoride in the water so therefore a science a science can be tainted to lobby for that type of thing to go into the water that's where I say junk science right there you go to number two. Man is warming the environment, changing the climate. People don't believe it. Once again, a group of individuals can be paid to lobby to say this is going on, and uh, and and it'll, it'll benefit someone, but it won't benefit you. Um, right. Might is right evolution. Who benefits from that? Well, science benefits because they can continually tell you that this is how things are, that they can jump into your DNA and make decisions for you based on DNA, based on other sciences. And then, of course, that once again gets into the medical industry. That once again gets into uh, other things. Uh, We really, let me see the other stand here. We really went to the moon, honest. Who does that benefit? Well, if you say we didn't go to the moon in 69, it completely destroys the NASA space program and any hope of going to the moon. It also kicks in the face of the war effort because people believe that the millions of dollars they used towards the moon was going into the Vietnam war effort. Vaccines are safe and effective. This is another political one. Barack Obama and Big Pharma wouldn't benefit if we said that they if they killed people Um, and GMOs. Monsanto wouldn't benefit if we found out that GMOs kill people. So, you know, obviously this is junk science being uh, produced to make people feel bad about the decisions. Here's another thing, too. Are we getting off the... Yeah, quickly, quickly, hurry. Okay, so... uh, I don't know if I can do this quick, but just let me know. So, I went on a pilgrimage a few years back, and uh, as prescribed by Jesus, and by don't take any money, don't take, you know, stuff that you don't need, you know, whatever made it all the way to the border of Syria, right? Mm-hmm. And I got some answers that I was looking for, but really what I got in abundance was more questions. And I get I get asked to leave churches sometimes with with simple questions. Well, then, you see, that's live. just it. You're a troublemaker. You have to believe or you have to go with the program. Otherwise, people will say, well, get rid of him. We don't... I value people who have opinions who want to challenge because they're fun to talk. More people are fun to talk to that do that than those who don't. Pete, I got to run them out of time. 
888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. More with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. Let's go to Michael in Portland. Oh, Portland calls tonight. Michael in Portland, you're on Ground Zero. Hi. Hey, Clyde. Um, hey, so I've been listening to your program tonight, and uh, you know, I think the overall message was people just believing what they've been told by you know the government and all these scientists and how mainstream media is telling you if you don't believe this, then, you know, you're anti-science. Well, there was a study that I heard uh, from an independent uh, uh, independent scientist in Cape Town, South Africa, and they did this study with, uh, they took these monkeys in a room, and they had a ladder, and on the top of the ladder was a pile of bananas, mm-hmm. and obviously the monkeys would try to climb the ladder and grab the bananas. Well, when they tried to grab it, they would spray water on the monkeys, and obviously they knew when they went up there to grab the uh, bananas, they can't go up there, also get sprayed with water. And so one by one, they took each monkey out and they put a new one in there. And the new monkeys seeing the bananas will go up there. And all the other monkeys who have been sprayed before started attacking this monkey, you know, letting it know that it can't go up there because, um, you know, it's going to rain. Um, and then that, mo- that new monkey learned not to go up there. And one by one, they slowly uh, took out these monkeys and put in new ones until they were all these new monkeys. And all of them, you know, couldn't. Put, turned their brain on and said, you know, not to go up there and touch the bananas, something bad could happen. And none of them experienced being sprayed on. So none of them knew that something bad was going to happen. And they all, since all of them all believed that they, they can't go up there, something bad could happen. They never questioned it. They never went up there. And uh, that obviously, you know, monkeys being similar to humans, it just shows how we, uh, people can be just so close-minded when they're told something and don't even try to question it. And if they do, then they're going to get attacked. They're going to, you know, be singled out. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really interesting and in how that kind of connects with what you're saying about National Geographic, you know, slamming these people. for Right. I mean, uh, well, that, that's the thing is that, you know, it's just a way to have a powerful magazine uh, besmirch those who have independent thinking. I mean, we go to those magazines to have our, our thoughts, you know, stirred up, to get the imagination stirred up. But then when they tell you, oh, by the way, having imagination with regards to our science, to what we can uh, consider science, is not right. It's anti-science. And that, to me, is just a little, that's, that's, that's a cudgel. You know, that's not right. just hitting us in the head and giving us something to think about. That's taking a huge ham-fisted cudgel and beating somebody upside the head for questioning anything that uh, contemporary science is feeding us. Exactly. And another thing we were talking about, uh, about global warming, uh, another thing that I heard about was... Uh, they're having charts showing through the thousands of years of Earth, uh, the temperature dramatically changing over thousands of years, even when, you know, even before, like, you know, the Industrial Revolution, before we had, you know, um, all these technologies about these, you know, uh, burning fossil fuels. The Earth, for thousands of years, the temperature has been, you know, just going up and down for thousands of years. And so, like, you know, uh, what you're talking about, how the um, these big corporations and how... Uh, uh, trying to tell you about um, how global warming was just uh, basically just a hoax and how this has been happening for thousands of years, and it's really nothing new right. and that we should be terribly worrying, uh, worrying about. Well, I would say this. I would say that we see throughout history 
definite climate changes. The Roman Empire, during the Roman Empire, the planet was a lot hotter than it is now. We've seen changes. And, and climate, like I said before, climate change is a very clever way. Calling it climate change is a very clever way to get people who would deny it to have to, I guess, say, oh, well, you know, you're right there. Climate does change. Whether it's cold or hot, it changes. But then go that step further and say, well, it's anthropogenic. It's being caused by man. Well, yeah, we all have a part in the species to change it all. But is it is it really all our fault from being 200 years of an industrialized civilization doing what it's doing? Is it truly our fault? Now, I can say this. I can say that, yes, we do swallow up a lot of the resources and that this is something that, you know, they want us to curb back on. But how are you going to get a group of people to stop living in excess like we do without telling them exactly. that their sins are going to destroy them and that everything exactly. that you're doing is going to destroy you and destroy everything around you. And unless you pay money, we're going to do the repairs. We, we can't do the repairs without your tax dollars, without these carbon credits, with all these things they want to propose. And I tell you now, you know, once once they get their, their fingers in the pie saying, well, you know, the minute we give them that, we say, yeah, you're right about the global warming and you're right about the climate change. Is, is when we're just going to, we're going to lose everything. Because once again, you have now something that you can't control, which is the environment. You can't control the weather and you can't control all of these things. So you're helpless. This is like saying, well, if, if you pay your taxes, we, we can get God to change his mind about what tornado he's going to lay down tomorrow. It, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, there was, um, there's actually, I'm sure you probably heard of him, but uh, Jesse Ventura has a conspiracy show he has, and he was actually doing a show about, um, that, about this whole climate change and hoax and all that stuff. And uh, he brought a lot of similar points that you're bringing right now. But uh, Yeah, it's not going to uh, change. Yeah. Nothing's going to change, and it's going to continue. And, yes, the Earth does bounce back. They don't allow for complexity theory. They don't even allow for chaos theory. And those of us who, who study science know there's always that possibility of resilience. There's always that possibility that things can uh, rebuild uh, rebuild, and, and, and be uh, yeah. maybe even better than it was the first time. I mean, bones break, bones heal. Ecosystems fail. Ecosystems can somehow rejuvenate. And, uh, you know, there you go. Michael, thanks for the call. I, I really appreciate it. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. More to come on Ground Zero. Are you anti-science just for questioning whether or not your child gets a vaccination? Whether or not you eat uh, GMO foods? Whether or not uh, you believe in climate change or global warming? 888-673-3700. We'll be back. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. More with Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero on FM News 101.
Everyone has heard of a heart attack, but what about a brain attack? We've got to think about epistemology, the way we know things, how we know things. Well, you don't have an answer. Oh, well, that's because God. No! Well, that's because God. It's just a dreadful way to conduct religion. It is also doomed because it means that the more things science is able to explain, the, the smaller and smaller part of the you know, unpainted part of the floor is left for you, this, this poor God that you've created, to, to occupy. Uh, that doesn't you know, seem silly. It's the path that one is drawn into when you start trying to use nature to prove God's existence. And now, let's go back into history a little bit. Billions of years ago, there was just a Big Bang in space. No one knows what causes Big Bang, it just happened. From this bang issued a huge rock, and on top of the rock was found a sweet, brown, bubbly substance. And over millions and millions of years, aluminum crept up the side and formed itself into a can, and then into a lid, and then into a pool tab on top of this can. And then millions of years later, red paint, blue paint, white paint fell from the sky and pulled itself into the worst 12 fluid ounces. Do not literally. And you say, Dr. Camping, what are you doing? You're insulting my intellect. And so I am. Because we know that if a can is made, there must be a maker. I am God. You are God. We are all God. Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888 That's 888 National Geographic. Calling anyone who questions contemporary science, anti-science. You know how silly that is. They say there's some scientific consensus that's a big illusion that certain things are the way they are, and therefore we must accept them. But, of course, using scientific strategies and scientific uh, hypotheses of our own, we're not allowed to do that. Just leave it up to the scientists. Go to Bob in Oregon. Hi, Bob. You're on Ground Zero. Good evening, Clyde. See, I was listening to the conversation on the ice pack in Antarctica, and I just happened to have an article here from Science News, December 27, 2014. Mm-hmm. Antarctic sea ice plot thickens, and is stating that a, use, a, a new use of robotic subs to measure the uh, thickness of the ice showed that well, a lot of the flows were considerably uh, thicker than had previously been thought. Now, here it gets interesting. We have a fairly good sense that this ice may represent a significant portion of the pack, says study co-author Ted Maxim, an oceanographer at the Woods Hole Oceanographic Institution in Massachusetts. Thicker ice is less prone to melting, so the improved measurements made during the first extensive use of robotic submarines in the Antarctic could could help explain why the ice pack has expanded since 1979 despite rising water and air temperatures. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't care whether the ice is thick or thin. If we 
got an increase in air and water temperature, it's not going to be increasing. It's going to be melting. Right, but we've noticed, and here's the thing that's interesting about the ice sheets and, and the ice melt and what we've been told about the ice melt. We were told that we would have no, it, within the next five or six years, we would have scarce amounts of the poles with ice. And we were told that the ice melt would gradually uh, die off. And we did have a, we did have a, a, a maximum ice melt uh, that happened in, in about 20, I believe, uh, uh, it had to have been a two, 2006 where this happened. But then it leveled off. And then, of course, every year since 2006, we've seen an increase. And then, of course, this year, we saw a seasonal maximum of uh, about, um, well, I don't know. We had about, what, 14.39 uh, million square kilometers averaged uh, in with about 83,000 square kilometers of raised uh, ice. So the sheet ice is up. And then we saw a melt that was... Uh, that just happened. Uh, there was a small melt, and then it it rose again. Uh, so yeah. you know, we look at uh, the, we look at the climate. And we say, yeah, the climate is constantly changing. But what happened to the steady melt? What happened to the idea that we wouldn't have uh, the poles, or we wouldn't have uh, that much ice in the poles? Yes, every right. once in a while we hear of an anomaly of sixty three degrees in Antarctica. Depending on where you are, uh, we hear about uh, things that are melting. But then it all balances itself out again. And the reason why they will not allow for balancing out of the ice sheet is because global warming science and, and climate change science will not allow for the possibility of resiliency. And that is why I find it to be nonsense. That, that's right. The, the Earth has its, its own repair mechanisms. And if you think about it, if it does have a short period of warming, you get increased fresh water flow off, off the Antarctic itself. Now, fresh water is less dense than seawater, so it floats on the surface, and it also freezes at a higher temperature. And so you get a slick of ice building, and then a little snow on top of it reflects the sunlight, and the ice continues to grow. Mother Earth can take care of herself. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not saying we're not causing problems, but... There are repair mechanisms. Well, and, and, and if, you, if you need to know, too, hurricane season virtually doesn't exist anymore in the United States. Uh, we have a few hurricanes every once in a great while. But ever since Katrina, the strongest one of all, it's died down. And tornado season was late this year. Um, yep. uh, tornado season went in, uh, I think it was like almost a month before we had our significant tornadoes. Now the tornadoes are touching down. Now the seasons have changed. We're having a late change in season in seasonal temperatures but the truth is tornadoes come about with the cool weather so the cooler it is the more tornadoes you'll see well the, the old norseman uh, they called it greenland for a reason it was green yes it got colder since then and i've studied tree ring information in oregon and the in the west coast and for quite a few decades now the tree rings have shown the temperature steadily moving downward a little Yep, climate does change, but uh, the global warming we're still waiting for, and they will not explain why they called it global warming. Uh, they'll just basically hope you forgot it. You, you've forgotten that yep. because you cannot challenge yep. climate change. Climate that's change right. is real, Always. and it happens all the time. Yep, that's right. That's Bob. all I got, Clyde. Thank you, Bye. Bob. Have a great night. Take care. Yep. Let's go to Dan in Illinois. Hi, Dan. You're on Ground Zero. Yeah, Clyde, I'm not buying any of the scientific stuff. Uh, you got 10 experts on one side and 10 on the other. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to honesty and integrity. Mm -hmm. You said it earlier, the mighty dollar. 
you know, everybody's on a take, you know, and we're selfish people. I mean, let's just look at ourselves. You know, if I get an offer to go somewhere with somebody and I get a better offer from another friend to go somewhere where I want to really go, I make an excuse and they actually lie or make an excuse to the first person so I get something better. That's what these people do. Where they go is where they get more money or they get more benefits or whatever. Your political people, your scientific people, every one of them. Mm -hmm. The only one I can see that doesn't really fit that bill is there's a few, but they're by the wayside now, uh, most of your religious people. Well, I'm just saying that when you're looking at all of these so-called anti-science debates that they're having in National Geographic, they're all, quote, sciences that have been politicized, that become a political science thing, such as global warming. It's a political thing. If you say that you're against global warming or you don't believe in global warming, you're conservative. That makes it a political thing. Vaccines. Vaccines have become uh, political tools because most of our politicians have invested their money in big pharma and vaccinations, especially uh, Baxter International, which is where Barack Obama got a lot of his contributions and where as soon as he became president of the United States, made it made it uh, almost mandatory to get a flu vaccination because that is what Baxter International did is they provided uh, the flu vaccination. Uh, Obama, of course, needed to make uh, money for his pals that got him into office. Um, we look at, uh, well, all the common sense that all these people, I mean, you know, uh, there's certain things that cause problems. You smoke. I knew as a child before they had mornings on cigarette packages, my mom and dad smoke, they're coughing, they're sneezing, you know, uh, you know, there's something not right. Same thing with pollution of, with, uh, automobiles. I mean, the common sense comes in a lot of these things too. I mean, and people just don't think about it. They rely on some kind of study to tell them that these things are bad for them when they know certain things are bad for them. Also, we need to look at who funds these studies. I mean, you know, you you look who funds a lot of the studies, uh, you know, and you say, oh, okay, so the study on this MM, uh, this uh, measles, uh, mumps, rubella uh, vaccine was done by who? I think it was Roche, which is a, a drug company. They tried to disprove the autism connection, and Roche is the company that did it. I think that should tell you something about who's uh, trying to discredit the uh, the idea that uh, vaccines give you uh, give you autism. Well, what amazes me, people just bite on this thing with the political thing. They give these uh, uh, mock uh, elections that they what do they call them uh, before the election? You know, and they say so many people are voting for so and so. I mean, I, I don't trust any of that stuff. That, that's just pure garbage. But you know, I've got a question I wanted to ask you. It's been bothering me for a long time because I hear you talk about this a lot. And that's when everybody starts talking about the Bible and they say, "Well, we I've read the book." And you're always saying, you know, well, you know, I find that kind of weird. I was just wondering your take on that. No, uh, what I find weird like, are people who say we've read the book and we know how it ends. Meaning that they're all well, going that to... mean you don't believe it or... No, it means I think people are stupid for saying that. I think that they know how it ends, but they don't know what the struggles are going to be going to that ending. And that's what makes me mad. They think right. they're going to go through this entire process of revelation and and uh, and, and uh, rapture and, and tribulation and all this, and they're not going to get scathed. Well, that, I'll, I'll give them something to think about. They're going to get scathed pretty damn bad. They're going to lose friends, loved ones, brothers and sisters, and they may even, may even die in the process. So to say that they oh, read yeah. the book and we win is very, very, in my opinion, uh, egotistical and stupid. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree with that part. They, they, they're not looking at it 
the whole picture there. But, no, I mean, we read the book and we win. Hallelujah. Bring on ISIS. Hallelujah. Bring on the war. Hallelujah. Bring on the apocalypse. Screw you. I want to have a future. I don't want to have to struggle to get to my 60s and enjoy uh, watching my children grow, watching my son grow, watching, uh, you know, things happen in my life where I can enjoy my life. I want to live a good life, a long life, and I want to be able, when I go to my grave, to say that I endured to the end and did what I had to do. I don't want to stand there and say, hey, I've read the book. I know how it ends, so I'm going to be reckless for the rest of my life. Screw that. I'm going to go by faith, and I'm going to do it the way most people do it. I'm not going to be arrogant saying that I've read the book and know how it ends. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Well, I hope it ends up that way for us. But with your shows, uh, you've got to be truthful about it. There's just a lot of negativity out there, you know, right now. And uh, it, it, it just scares me to death. You know, the, the situation that the guy just shot, the cop just shot the black guy in the back eight yeah. times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it shows you exactly our mentality in this world anymore. We, we just, no integrity anymore. You wouldn't have seen that. 30, 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm sure that police yeah. officer didn't think that he was being videotaped either, and he thought, oh, I'll get off. <laughs> uh, yeah, sad. it's, sad, it's sad but true. And they got another video now of a guy riding a horse where they uh, threw him off the horse and just beat the hell out of him, kicked the crap out of him. They were on camera from the helicopter. And I don't think they even realized that they were they were beating the hell out of this guy, and it was caught on tape. And he had and, and this is not a black guy. This is a white guy. Pulled him off the, the horse and just beat the holy hell out of him. Yeah, I saw that tonight. Oh that, man, unreal. I mean, it's just yeah, it, it's it's unreal. And and see, and we tolerate this. And, and you know, when I tell people about the police state, they say, "Oh, Clyde, come on, you hate the police." I don't hate the police. I just don't want a police state in my in my hometown. I don't want a police state in my in my in my country because police states lead to worse than this. I mean, if you think it's bad that some bad officers are out there beating up uh, perps, wait till you have a police state. It's going to be a lot worse than that. Yes, I agree. Well, Dan, thank you for your uh, testimony on the other, because yeah. I've been thinking about that for a while. Dan, you're a great man. Thanks for calling the show. Take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. More Ground Zero to come. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Let's go to Bill in Kentucky. Hi, Bill. You're on Ground Zero. 
How you doing, Clyde? Doing good, man. So every night. Thank you. Well, it's never got me on that. Uh, talk about these scientific things and, and how to prove it wrong. Uh, a friend of mine's son, when he was eight, nine years old, he played like a normal child. He talked, he walked, he knew what he was doing. He could tell you what he wanted to eat and all that. Uh, well, when they stressed all these vaccinations and that, don't you know, they, they give him over four times the legal limit of mercury. And now the boy is autistic. He can all he can do is jump up and down and holler and, you know, he could point the stuff that he wants to eat, but it, it's, it's sad. You know, the government forced him to get that shot and that is just, you know, there's, they're stuck with a child that was a normal child. Now he's not. Right. So, I mean, you know, science is so wrong with a lot of the things they're trying to push over on people. Well, you know, and that's another thing. It's kind of fishy that, you know, we're all anti-science questioning vaccines when it comes to the fact that uh, Barack Obama made it uh, the law that you cannot sue a vaccination company if their vaccines create any kind of complications in a in a person. And so you can't sue them if by chance you get a bad vaccine or a bad, bad batch that makes you sick. Well, I mean... I don't have a tooth in my head it's because of all the medicines that I've been on through the years. And, you know, it's not anything else other than that. It's, it rots your teeth out. Some of the stuff these uh, drug companies come up with, I never had uh, high blood pressure until I did Biops. Right. You know, that was something they were pushing. But they pay the doctors to push this stuff, and it gives people another set, uh, thing going along with them. You know, it's just to keep the ball rolling. Everybody's got to get that off the sick person, you know. Mm -hmm. and, and years ago, uh, you never heard of people having cancer. I had a grandmother who smoked Lucky Strikes with no filters all her life, never died of cancer. Now, why is that? You know, and they, the science to this day is not proven anything that I can tell. Well, and, and that's the whole point is that, you know, look, as I said before, look at the ones that they say that you're anti-science against. And every one of them has a motive for money. Every one of them has a motive. If you question, someone is going to be broke. And it goes the same way for both ways. I mean, the oil companies are going to try to say that global warming is not real. And then, of course, other people are going to say it is real. Take it up the middle and realize that no one benefits if we both find that both are wrong. Or, or both are right. If we say that global warming is not real, or if they say it, I mean, going up the middle, they're going to lose. And that's the whole thing is they don't want to lose. The battle makes the money. And that's exactly what's going on. This isn't about real science. This is about uh, politicized science, science for the politicians, science we argue as bipartisan idiots, you know, not realizing that the paradigm can be changed if we find common ground and all fight together against it. We have to divide because of party lines. Yeah, whenever a, a scientific uh, a scientific problem or a scientific idea comes up as a partisan paradigm, I, I tend to be suspicious of it because somebody in government is going to benefit. You're not going to benefit, but government will. That's what's sad about it all. Exactly. Bill, exactly. thank thank you thank you for your thank you for your thoughts and thank you for your call. You have a good weekend. Okay. Yes, I All right. Take care. Thank you. Good night, Bill. Take care. Bye bye. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. Tell me, are you anti science for pointing out the obvious that a lot of these so called contemporary sciences are just BS? And you know they're there to make someone on, on some on some board of directors happy and rich. 
I think that people need to understand that what National Geographic has done has pretty much harmed them. I, I, I think that they owe the public an apology. 888-673-3700. We'll be back. and blinded by a blanket of little lives, false security has lulled the madness of this world into a slumber. Wake up, an eye is upon you, staring straight down and keenly through, seeing all that you are and everything that you can never be. Yes, an eye is upon you, an eye ready to blink, so face forward, with arms wide open and mind reeling, your future has arrived. Are you ready to go? The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wait, Shaving. The loudspeaker spoke up and said, Wait, Shaving. And this is Ground Zero. Another unfortunate thing about the anti-science rub, when people are told they're anti-science, is the anti-science movement is a political movement, obviously, because when you take a look at what the magazine is doing, the National Geographic is doing, is basically saying, well, you're anti-science if you question what is the overall concrete scientific answer to everything. Both Rand Paul and uh, Marco Rubio and uh, Ted Cruz and others are now facing an onslaught of anti-science rhetoric. And they're using the anti-science political move to basically discredit them as far as uh, presidential candidates. This is from a fact check, uh, a, a news fact check center saying that Marco Rubio and Ron and Rand Paul are being called anti-science because of a Facebook post that says, uh, well, what happened was that there was a Facebook group called Being Liberal, and they posted images of Senator Marco Rubio and Senator Rand Paul, and this was on March 10th. Uh, with the words describing their views, actually March 10th, 2013, basically taking their views from uh, that time. Um, so this is a quote from them in March of 2014. The words describing their views at the age of the Earth, the extinction of dinosaurs. Rubio believes the Earth is 9,000 years old and humans hunted dinosaurs into extinction. According to the Post, Paul, the image claims, actually Paul, the image proclaims that 
He says that the Earth is 10,000 years old and that God made dinosaurs disappear to make space for humans. The post received about 5,500 likes and shared more than 4,000 times, according to PolitiFact.com. The claim about Rubio came from a November 2012 interview with GQ magazine when he was asked, how old do you think the Earth is? Well, Rubio answered, I'm not a scientist, man. I can tell you what recorded history says. I can tell you what the Bible says. But I think that's a dispute amongst theologians. I think it's nothing to do with the gross domestic product or economic growth of the United States. He then said, well, the planet's age is one of the great mysteries. Blogs and mainstream news organizations had tons of comments about Rubio's reply, considering he's on the Senate Commerce and Science and Transportation Committee. Rubio then was forced to clarify his answer in another interview, this time with Politico on December 5th, 2012, where PolitiFact re reported the following. They reported, first of all, let me tell you about the answer I gave. This is uh, Rubio talking. The answer I gave was actually trying to make the same point the president made a few years ago, and that is, there is no scientific debate on the age of the Earth. I mean, it's established pretty definitely that it's four and a half, at least four, four and a half billion years old. He says, I was referring to a theological debate, which is a pretty healthy debate. Rubio didn't say the Earth is 9,000 years old in GQ interview and, give the, and did give the widely accepted scientific answer in the latter interview with the Politico. In June of 2010, Paul gave a speech. Rand Paul gave a speech to the Christian Homeschool Educators of Kentucky meeting, after which he took questions, PolitiFact.com found. One audience member asked the then-candidate for Senate, was there a point in life that you became a Christian that you recognized, and also, how old is the world? Well, Paul described the origins of his faith, and then he said he would pass on the question concerning the age of the Earth. Research shows no other public comments that Paul made about the Earth's age, so... Neither politician publicly cited the figures claimed in the, the being last liberal post, only that now we're going to look at candidates, and this is what I think is going to be a major issue. Candidates for president will be grilled. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Whoa. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. Are you brave enough to step into the unknown, where shadows whisper and secrets unfold? Welcome to Ground Zero Radio, your gateway to the other side, now within reach on iOS, Android, and Alexa. Dive deep into the abyss with Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Unravel mysteries with the secret teachings and explore the unexplained in Into the Parabnormal. Listen to live radio and podcasts, read our latest articles, and message the station all in our new mobile apps. Download the Ground Zero radio app today, now available in the App Store. On what is considered their anti-science stance, that is, if they don't believe in the uh, vaccines, or if they, if they don't believe the Earth is uh, four and a half billion years old, or it, it, these are the things that are going to ruin a chance for a president. Ted Cruz also under focus because of something he said that they consider anti-science. 
Ted Cruz, who leads the Senate subcommittee on space, told his fellow senators that too much of NASA's focus has been driven by the political agenda of politicians in Washington, Washington rather than on the core mission of focusing on space exploration. Gary Peters, however, argued that Congress should seek a set of complementary initiatives that will pay returns to our civilization for centuries to come. The Earth Sciences budget focuses in large part on development of a slew of satellites for monitoring the planet, presumably keeping tabs on the planet's fever. Quote fever. In other words, global warming. So due to the fact that global warming was questioned, Ted Cruz thrown in with a bunch of them saying, oh, by the way, Ted Cruz, he, he questions global warming. That Therefore, we must question him. I just, <laughs> I, I'm beginning to see why this has been released, because they're going to be using it against candidates. I wonder if it's anti-science to believe in aliens. I wonder if they're going to ask, I mean, they, I remember the year they asked uh, the Republicans and Democrats about aliens. Asking if they believed in aliens. But now anti-science is now moving forward, and it's really, really ugly. And I'm, I'm believing it's going to hurt America. It really will hurt America because it gets people nervous. I mean, you go to a you go to a party somewhere, you go somewhere out, and you say something, and somebody says, "Well, you're anti-science, obviously. I don't want to have anything to do with you because of the way you feel about global warming." I know people who have told me many times that they've been at parties where they've had global warming discussions. If you say anything about questioning the science or at least uh, taking the preponderance of the evidence and saying that there is no global warming, then immediately people will get up from their table and leave. I was at a restaurant one time. Someone asked me a question about global warming. I gave my opinion. A guy looked over at me and he says, you know what? He says, I'm leaving this restaurant. I'm tired of listening to your nonsense. I said, you don't have to listen to my nonsense. You can go to another table. He says, how can you not hear you? You're a loud, you're a loud mouth. He says, I don't like your radio show. He knew who I was. But see, you know, if you try to explain why you feel the way you feel and, and how this is so corrupt to take something like anti-science and use it as a pejorative against candidates, use it as a pejorative against people who are applying for jobs, this is where science becomes political. And your scientific views go under the microscope and are scrutinized by not only an employer but other people who will make your life hell if they don't agree with you and the way you look at science. Go to Robin in Virginia. Hi, Robin. You're on Ground Zero. Oh, thank you. Boy, do you have verve, and I like a lot of things that you say. I have a very interesting background, um, and I, uh, I just want you to hear me out. Uh, I'm a holistic practitioner. I also am a uh, not a toxic scientist, but I'm a bowel biologist. And um, cancer, there are cures holistically for cancer. The pharmaceuticals don't want people to get well because they won't garner millions of dollars. They're in bed with the government mm -hmm. and also the chemical companies. And all of this started during the Industrial Revolution, some uh, at the end of the 19th century. I feel that we are in trouble. America is a fascist society now. Um, do I feel in global warming? I think that we've contributed with all the different formaldehydes and all the different chemicals to create all of these illnesses. I do feel that way. And I will say that my faith is not Christian. I am a, I am a Jew. And I'm sick of hearing, and I agree with you, about the Revelations, which was stolen from my Torah, which is the original book. And they're really, they were books of stories, okay, and that, that, that the world's coming to an end. Because my Torah does not talk about Revelation, about the end of the world. It talks about Moses talking to God. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things that you do say that I do agree with. A few things that caught my, piqued my 
piqued my curiosity, but I was on, uh, I was in 9-11, and I got on the radio on NYC the next day when they said to the EPA, I said, don't worry, nobody's going to get sick from it. I said, worry, people are, are sick, and I'm sick from it. I have a lung disease from everything that burned that I breathed in. But we are in deep, we are in deep trouble in this country, and it doesn't matter who comes to office, we are really in deep trouble, and we're, we've alienated ourselves completely nationwide. Um, nobody wants anybody to get well. I don't know anybody that's ever recovered from cancer other than holistically with natural natural products that God created. Right. I have worked with many, many people that have had cancer, and if they take the holistic route, they do get well. If they take the uh, chem route and the pharmaceutical route, they die. Well, I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you being a three-time cancer survivor that I'm a, I'm nothing more than a cash cow for the medical industry. And I know that uh, exactly. every exactly. little, every little I, but, bump and pain that I feel, I have to go to the hospital. And if they diagnose me with another tumor well, or something, I'll just go to. crazy. You don't you have know? to. You have to find yourself a nice naturopathic doctor that won't rip you off or a good acupuncturist that will actually get you hell, healthy. But I am so tired that this country was not a Christian country. This country was... Jefferson was a was a pantheist. This country was stolen by 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 white males, mostly Spanish, Portuguese, Dutch, and then French and English. And and the people were genocided in this country. A hundred and ten million native Denai people, including uh, uh, South Americans and um, Mexicans, they, it was stolen. And the audacity of the people to uh, make comments about people who are starving and who have lived here for thousands of years kind of bothers me. It kind of bothers me because there's no room for anybody else's faith or conviction. And even the Magna Carta was a derivative, was taken, uh, portions of the Torah were taken uh, and put into the Magna Carta. What we've got now is a fascist society with a moron in the White House who's just a shill, a total shill for the wealthy who are developing their own uh, FEMA houses, and we're going to be under martial law very, very soon. And God help us, what's going to happen? Uh, 9-11 is going to look like hostess Twinkies in comparison to what is going to happen. And Robin, I appreciate everything you said. Robin, do you believe that eventually, because you're a holistic uh, practitioner and a, and a person who believes in holistic medicine, do you think that eventually you'll be ridiculed for what would be considered anti-science? Ridiculed? I have to keep my mouth shut. I'll be killed. <laughs> okay. Ridiculed. I, I've been in I, I living living in the South, very different than living in California, New York, or Florida. Very very different place. Uh, people are programmed here. They're sheeple. They become sheeple. Uh, they'll listen to anything. I don't own a TV. I do listen to the radio. I don't care for. I'm probably going to get killed for this one. NPR. They're all owned by Pacifica. Pacifica completely censors everything. When I first moved out of New York, I realized I was in trouble even going to Massachusetts. And definitely the news is censored in the South. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, and they love to burn women, incidentally, because uh, it, that's uh, that's was a favorite way to uh, uh, kill anybody. All women were witches, so they like to burn women alive. But what we have is a we have a fascist society, a government that wants to complete. And I don't know why, because who's going to cut the lawn anymore if they get rid of all of us? And we 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 and and then Obama saying that Israel's on its own. Uh, well, as a Jew and a very proud one at that. Um, that is the most democratic place uh, that we've got there in the Middle East. And um, 
they're going to drop a bomb on Israel. And six million have died of my people and my relatives and my, my grandparents' relatives. Six more, six more million are going to die. He, they're going to, I mean, we're, we're in a mess. But Robin, there's only, Robin, well, Robin, you know what's scary about that? There's only 14 million of you still left. Yeah, I know that. Hitler almost, New York, Hitler almost won New York or, or, or yeah. New York City and New York metropolitan area and yeah. Israel. I know that. Yeah, 14 and, million. And, and for uh, Obama to say, I, I just, I, I know that I'm taking up your time, but I appreciate your courtesy to me. Um, for uh, for the Iran uh, accord that will that he will pass without any congressional anything, which doesn't matter anyway. I I voted myself into Congress. Nobody wants me because I'm too I'm too intelligent and too well educated. But um, they the fact that they have said unconditionally that it's the end of Israel. Uh, it, it, we will genocide Israel, and we're stupid enough to go along with that. We deserve we deserve whatever we're going to get. I'm sorry to say, but I, I love your verve, and I love what you're saying, and I appreciate it. Well, Robin, thank you so Very much, much for calling my program, and thank you for being honest on the show with me tonight. You have a great night, God and take care of yourself. You. God bless you, God too. God bless us all. Actually, we should bless God by doing good things. It's, it's twisted. It's not God bless America. We should bless God by doing good things. God begins in our own hearts. That's true. That's true. Kindness is what keeps us human. God bless. Thank God you. Bless. Thank you, Robin. Thank you. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. More ground zero to come. Don't go away. FM News one oh one KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News one oh one. in on the secrets and big things are being planned. Call Clyde Lewis now. Ground Zero. I need you to memorize this URL for a website. It's awakenedroots.com. It's awakenedroots.com. They're a group that are working with me to provide the Ground Zero audience with some remarkable presentations. Remarkable presentations that are going to be some of the best presentations you'll ever see in the Portland, Oregon market. Presentations dealing with the newsmakers you hear on Ground Zero and several other talk shows across the country. Awakenroots.com uh, had provided me a wonderful backdrop at the Hilton Hotel downtown where I presented along with Anthony Patch, above, uh, as above, so below, which of course was a, just a fantastic, informative uh, presentation about CERN. There are many people out there that don't know what CERN is capable of, why CERN exists, a lot of things that we don't know about CERN, but are revealed in this three-hour presentation about the collider known as the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. All kinds of information that deals with prophecy, all kinds of information that deals with uh, just regular contemporary news. Also, some information that may lead you to wonder about the future and what CERN plays in our future, along with a new Internet on the horizon and, very simply put, an Internet that will control each and every one of us because of special technologies that will emerge with CERN and other places. It is the 21st century. Times are changing, and things are getting pretty scary. 
that we alleviate the scare, alleviate the fear, if we learn and gain knowledge of those things around us that we do not understand. And the only way to do it is to buy the video. It's a download. It's $10. Go to awakenroots.com. That's awakenroots.com. $10 gets you the download. All you got to do is just wait for the password to get into the YouTube channel to watch it. It's called As Above, So Below. Concerns about CERN with Anthony Patch and myself. It was presented two, three weeks ago. A lot of people said they wanted to see it, couldn't make it. Now's your opportunity to see it. Now's your opportunity to watch it in your own home and take your time watching it as well. Sip a cup of coffee, kick back and relax, and watch this wonderful presentation by Anthony Patch. Once again... Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest editions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. The address is awakened is 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 awakenedroots.com. That's awakenedroots.com. That's awakenedroots.com. Go to the blue box, click on it, and it'll give you instructions on how to get the film via YouTube. Awakenedroots.com and the special presentation by Anthony Patch. Also, Anthony is providing his books for free for those that buy the presentation to watch it. So be sure and uh, find out how you can get those books. He announces in. The presentation, how you can get those books. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. More to come. Keep it here on Ground Zero. Don't go away. And Ground Zero on FM News 101. So, let's say that you have a daughter named Maria. The two questions you could ask Maria are this. Is there a God? Stephen Fry say to him, How dare you create a world in which there is such misery that is not our fault? It's not right. It's utterly, utterly evil. Utter menu. Because I get a thousand hugs from ten thousand lightning bugs. Insects whose whole life cycle is to burrow into the eyes of children and make them blind. I'd like to make myself believe. Everything is never as it seems. Is there a God? Ah, God. Atheism has never created an artistic masterpiece, never healed a fatal disease or calmed the 
fear. Atheism has never still given answers to our existence, peace to a troubled mind, or even dried in tears. But it's God who creates, God who delivers, God who heals, and God who is worthy of a thunderous ovation of praise. Creationism is stupid, and you're stupid if you believe it. I think they should win. You go to hell! You go to hell and you die! to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. If you question science, are you anti-science? Let's go to Helen in New York. Hi, Helen, you're on Ground Zero. Hi. Yeah, finally. But it's good. Um, uh, probably all those people that disagreed with you before are gone, but... Um, my feeling is that all this runs in the same course. Um, if, you're, if your design, if whoever's design is to control people, then controlling them by having them fear the ends of, you know, the climate or whatever, mm -hmm. then they'll get smart meters and smartphones, and they'll go with the Trans-Pacific Partnership, and they'll, they'll do what they're told, and it will fit into the bill. And... If you notice, everyone, a lot of people today spoke of, of being afraid and how how scary it is, and and that is the that is the end purpose or game is to have us fear so that we don't have faith, so that we don't look to God, so we don't love each other, so we all run about with all these these. They're really a subterfuge, because yes. whatever climate change is going on is caused by those that have these evil designs. And so when they want us to uh, do better in our homes and save energy, we're not the ones causing the problem. It's something else. And it's what, whatever they do for geoengineering, people also swallow that story, like it's going to help you, that they're doing it to help you. No, they're probably doing it to, to make things worse, but they're telling you a lie. And so um, I, I thought of a new topic for... Um, a show for you. What's that? And, and I don't know if you've noticed this, mm -hmm. but it's about names, people's names that come up. It's almost as if, at first I didn't realize, is it God showing this to us, or, you know, has it been arranged that a person's name would reveal their true, like, identity? So, um, can I give you some? Yeah, sure. Okay, like Petraeus, right? Gov mm -hmm. um, General Petraeus. Or Madoff, Bernie Madoff, Madoff with the money. Mm -hmm. uh, Cash Curry, who uh, answered questions for the committee on the bailout funds. Um, it's Cash Carry, mm -hmm. like carrying the cash away. Wiseman, and then a senator that was speaking up for the fracking um, effort. His name was Boron, Boron. <laughs> and then a young man, on a positive note, who was on YouTube who gave a beautiful message before he died. Um, his name was Breedlove. Mm -hmm. he, he told people of beautiful things that, that he had seen in that, that the Lord or God had given him, whatever you want to call God, um, before his death. And his name was Breedlove. And then um, regarding Gore, um, 
he was in a business or had a business associate with a David Blood, so it was Blood and Gore. <laughs> and um, Berlusconi, um, that Italian minister or something like that, or yeah, uh, he was involved with the Burlesque Girls. And so the more you pay attention to this, the more it's kind of... Like, you ought to write a book, Helen. I bet that would sell. <laughs> it's up there with Sniglets, you know, just, you know, Snackmosphere is the air between the top of the bag and the potato chips. Um, uh -huh. You know, that, that kind of thing. It'd be, it'd be the same thing. So I, I hardly ever get to talk to anybody about this, but... You should. Uh, I, have, I have noticed it. And so, I mean, you're, you're from New York. Do you remember Spy Magazine? No. Uh, there was a magazine I used to read. It was from New York called Spy. And it sounds like something to be out of Spy Magazine. It's, it's, it's really New York humor to have that kind of humor. I like that. I like New York humor. Yeah, yeah from New York. But yeah. uh, I think that, uh, you know, when it, for all those people that called earlier and they were talking about the science and how everything lines up and whatever magazine they're reading, um, if you've been, if you've been uh, mon media monitoring long enough, that yeah. means watching all the details, how they're placed together, what they're adjacent to, what they tell you, that if you keep watching it, you'll see a pattern. So the people that are pulled, pulled into one scientific thing or another, oh, I need a vaccine, or I need um, to know about climate change, or I need this and I need that, they haven't been looking at a larger picture to see that this is repeated over and over and over again, and we're told all these things that are not true. Because if you looked at a vaccine insert and read it, it would say it's contraindicated for this age baby or pregnant woman. Mm -hmm. So if you did a little bit of research, you'd figure out it fell apart in one realm, you could see it falling apart in many realms. So those people that are pulled into any argument today, they haven't been looking at enough things for long enough to see a pattern of deceit, lies, and that really what we should be doing is not being afraid, not being distracted, depressed, or destructive, which is their end game, destruction of anything, is to love yeah. and to love God and to be happy and to use this time wisely. And maybe that's why those of us that have had things revealed to us in one way or another, we're here at this time to be positive. Well, I, I agree. I, I agree that we, we also, you know, there are a lot of things that we socially need to pick up on again and re uh, uh, revitalize and bring back because it just seems to me that we've lost our way in a lot of ways. I mean, sense of humor is one thing. Being able to laugh at irony. Being able to laugh at things that we weren't normally laughing at before. And understanding that sometimes laughter, love, understanding, tolerance, all those things build to make a better uh, group of individuals. I know that I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think, Robert Heinlein, who said that you can always tell when a society is about to go down, their manners change and they treat people with disrespect. I think we have a lot of people in this country. I mean, if you look at... You know, people being shot and killed by police officers with their backs turned. People treating police officers like they're, they're nobodies. People treating people like they're nobodies. This is an example of a, uh, of a uh, civilization on the skids. And we're heading in that direction because of the way we treat each other. If we started treating each other with mutual respect, love, and kindness, I think that would change. Yeah. 
And actually, all of it is silly. Whether it's the commercials, during the news time you have commercials about medicines, right? So they're supposed to help you, but each one says they're going to kill you or make you deathly ill. So if you have young people, if they even look at the news, and the news is supposed to be true. So here's this contraindication. News is true, but we have commercials that tell you they're going to help you live, but they might kill you. So the message to the new generation is there is no truth. Yeah, there's a lot of confusion, a lot of confusion, a lot of obfuscation. And that is why, you know, when you're in the middle of confusion and obfuscation, most of the time you won't do anything. You won't move right, left, or, or yes. even center because you don't right. know where to turn. You don't know where the right choice is. When there is no choice, there is where Luciferianism lives. You're damned if you do. You're damned if you don't. And that is simply uh, the idea of no liberty and confusion. And we don't want that in our lives. We want to be able to have cognitive resonance instead of cognitive dissonance. And I think that we're the kings of cognitive dissonance anymore, and it needs to cease. Yeah, and you know what? We shouldn't put up with hosts, like, on the radio or on TV, where there's two people talking, three people on the radio at the same time. They're all talking gibberish. I just saw something in a waiting room on TV with four or five women and one guy, and they're all talking at the same time. Mm -hmm. So... I've, I've listened to people, and they say they've given up on TV, and you can probably give up on radio. So thank well, you for talking <laughs> by yourself. Well, thank you. I appreciate that, and thank you for being a part of my show, Helen. I really do. Thank you so much okay, for calling. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. <laughs> thank you for talking by yourself. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Ooh. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions? Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do. I, I'm glad I got an audience listening to me because sometimes you feel like you're talking to yourself and you're not. You've got people out there listening to you. Like they say, you know, you do this for free if you could. And sometimes you realize maybe you are doing it for free. <laughs> you know that. I know that. All right. We're going to go to a break. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. You gotta laugh at that. Come on, it's radio humor. No, no listeners gonna understand that. But all my fellow employees who are running the boards tonight and producing the show know, know exactly what I'm talking about. Like paying all that money for those very needed prescription medications you need, and then all of a sudden you find out you can't pay for them anymore. All right, triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. That's triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Let's go to Carl in Louisiana. Hi, Carl. You're on, Glo uh, you're on Ground Zero. Go ahead. Oh, hi, Clyde. Glad to speak to you there. Love your show. Thank you. And uh, I was just watching, you were talking to a guy about global warming. I was watching a show uh, 
got a guy named John Casey that wrote a book called Dark Winter, and it proves beyond the shadow of a doubt after doing a lot of research that he went through that what really is causing global cha- temperature change is actually sunspot activity. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said he's uh, done a lot of research on it, and he said you can cherry-pick certain parts of the research and make it say anything you want. But if you take it all together, the sun is on a 206-year cycle, and right now we're going into a mini ice age. Yeah, I would. I would say we. I would say it feels as though we're going into a mini ice age. Yes, I would agree with you. I, it. It just seems that all the places that would normally be warm are cold, and those uh, yeah. places normally cold are warmer. And that uh, zones, the temperate zones, and other zones, are are changing uh, rapidly, and it's because of the climate changing. And it would be because, namely, a lot of it has to do with what I can tell would be the movement of the sun or how the sun is reacting to axial progression or precession and everything else that comes with it. Yeah, he said right now the sun is going into what he called the period of hibernation, and the last time that happened was when Napoleon was running around and half of Europe starved because of uh, the cold weather killing the crops. Right. And then when that happened, of course, then Napoleon got famous with all his doings and all that. And uh, right now, he said, we don't have very long to get ready for it, and we better start doing some things to get ready for it. I would agree for. I, I would agree with you that uh, it's time to get ready, to prepare. And, uh, you know, I don't know what we have to do to prepare. I guess we would have to uh, understand how to live, uh, I guess, off the fat of the land or, or live uh, like, uh, you know, like uh, some of the pioneers would have, you know how to do certain skills yeah. that uh, would mean, you know, having to sew, having to clean, having to, uh, you know, just some simple things that they'd have to learn how to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, that, and they, they better kind of shift where they grow some crops and stuff, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's another thing, too, growing crops, uh, raising, you know, go back to sort of an agri-type of uh, field. Uh, go back to the idea that, you know, you're going to be raising your own animals, uh, you know, right. lay your old eggs. You know, you're gonna have to learn how to uh, dress a chicken, dress an animal for food, that kind of thing. Oh yeah, yeah. There's nothing to that. It don't take much to learn that. Since I hunt and all, I dress stuff out all the time. Anyways, nothing right. to it. <laughs> right, right. Well, you know, and you know, I guess I'd have to go back on some of my Boy Scout skills and figure out how to <laughs> how to do that. Because I mean, that was one of the things about Boy Scouts. They teach you how to do that. You teach you how to set up camp, teach you how to uh, cook, teach you how to eat, you know, that sort of thing. So, Oh, there was another thing he mentioned, too. He said every time you have one of these mini ice ages, when it gets colder, you start having the real bad earthquakes and volcanoes going off, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's when the, that new Medford fault in uh, Missouri uh, had that big earthquake. Is eighteen, eleven, and twelve, or something like that, when that happened. And he said that was during one of those cold periods. Yeah. And they also had a big super volcano that went off in the uh, Indonesian area at the same time. Right. So, well, I would, <laughs> I would say yes. I mean, uh, catastrophic cycles for some. In fact, some are saying that uh, the Ring of Fire is firing up again. We may be seeing some. Uh, 
pretty devastating earthquakes later on in the year. I don't want to wish that on anybody, but they were saying that uh, just because of the fact that it's showing signs that there really may be some heavy-duty problems happening on the faults and that if the uh, right. San Andreas Fault decides to blow, the East Coast may shake in uh, having a little bit of sympathy pain. It'll shake right along with it. That's what I don't want to see happen. It'll be scary enough to have one major earthquake, but have uh, major earthquakes all over the country. That'll really be frightening. Oh, yeah. When that New Medford Fault went off, it had like three earthquakes within a few hours, wow. one night after the other. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, they said the Mississippi River flowed backwards for a while. Oh, okay. That's that one. Yeah, I remember that, hearing about that. That's yeah. pretty frightening yeah. to think about. It really is. I mean, I, I'd say that, yeah. you know, there's always something out there that will most definitely uh, wake us up. And uh, as I said before, that, that whole uh, uh, black swan event, all those things, <laughs> I hope, they're, uh, I hope they're, they're not going to hurt. That's all I have to say. I just don't want... Yeah. My friends to be hurt. I don't want anybody to be hurt in this. I just want to be able to uh, learn from it and uh, and uh, learn to be prepared and to and to just do the right thing in the future because that's what's important. We should be thinking about preserving our lives and preserving our morality in this time because I think it's important to do that. Carl, thank you for calling. Thank you. Okay, you're welcome. Take care. Bye bye. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. Triple eight six seven three thirty seven hundred. More to come. Keep it here on Ground Zero. Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. I'm looking over, and, and I'm really beginning to... I mean, and this... <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm beginning to get a little scared about this whole science denial thing. Because this is a conspiracy. 
This is a conspiracy that's starting on the left and it's going after the right, but they're saying that even those behaviors on the political spectrum, from rejecting vaccines to rejecting global warming, is anti-science. It says here, I was reading, this is, what do we do for people who are anti-science on the left? It says here, two self-contradictory forces are combining in a fascinating way. On vaccinations, progressives are hearing from celebrities that the bad authorities are mandating the consumption of impure and dangerous chemicals, and they're too stupid to realize that measles are much worse than whatever is in the inoculation. On climate change, conservatives are hearing from anti-government idiots that Obama wants to stop from being proper Americans by putting some regulations in place so they disregard the overwhelming majority of climate scientists who know it's for real. Now, this is, uh, this is a left-leaning uh, thing I'm reading. There are two common denominators, uh, denominators here. A lack of belief, understanding, and how meaningful it is when 99% of scientific community agrees on something. 99%. Okay. No, 99% of the scientific community does not agree on something. That is so stupid. People reject the truth when the conclusion disagrees with them. Yeah, that happens, but it's it's ridiculous to say that because what what we're doing here is we're getting behind we're we're, we're getting behind this cult of personality that's pushing these issues and making them anti-science items. I mean, anti-science is a new uh, form of doublespeak, in my opinion. The term anti-science refers to people or persons, organizations that promote their ideology over. Scientific, scientifically verified evidence or scientifically agreed upon ideas. Either they de- deny the evidence or they create their own. It's a position is mostly a junk science position. If it's pro-science as opposed to anti-science, it will follow the scientific method, be potentially refutable, purely renewable, and re- reproductible. See, and this is what's really bad about the anti-science definition is that anti-science, those who follow the scientific method are anti-science. If they question, they're anti-science. But it says here, it says, well, if a position or theory is pro-science as opposed to anti-science, it will follow the scientific method. Well, if you're following the scientific method, you become anti-science. Only on certain sciences, whether it has to do with vaccinations or uh, Bigfoot or UFOs or... Uh, you know, the things that become politically uh, terminated because of lack of intelligence. Anti-science targets include the following. Evolution, global warming, GMOs, and various forms of medicine, although other sciences that conflict with the anti-science ideology are often targeted as well. So that means anyone who poses global warming is anti-science because of a, quote, majority that believe that, that global warming is real. GMOs. If a majority say that GMOs are good for you, like they've never been, uh, like they've never been wrong before, but the science is in, and do people forget thalidomide? Anybody remember thalidomide? Um, thalidomide was marketed in about uh, what about nineteen fifties or so. And what it was is that uh, thalidomide was prescribed as more or less a 
uh, a pill to calm people down. It was very effective. It cured anxiety, insomnia, gastritis, tension, you name it. But they prescribed it to alleviate morning sickness in pregnant women. It was that effective. And it was an over-the-counter drug in the 1950s. And they sold it throughout the world, said, oh, this is great stuff. It's good for you. And people were saying, no, nah, I don't think so. I don't think it's good because it's something about it we don't like. And then, of course, there were 10,000 cases of infants with with the <laughs> defects. And they said it was the thalidomide that caused the defects. Only 50% of the 10,000 that were born survived. And those that lived were subjected to all kinds of problems. The kids that were subjected to thalidomide while in the womb experienced limb deficiencies in a way that the long limbs either were not developed or presented themselves as stumps. Other effects included deformed eyes and hearts, deformed elementary and urinary tracts, blindness and deafness. The negative effects of thalidomide led to development of more structured drug regulations and control over drug use and development. I wonder if it was anti-science to say that you didn't want to use thalidomide when you're seeing the babies being born this way. You didn't want to use it for uh, the human uh, the, the human tri- uh, tri- trials on, on cancer and, and how thalidomide was used on cancer patients, creating the same problem. And there we, we have the same people worried about uh, inoculations and vaccinations and whether or not these vaccinations can kill their children or cause them to have autism. But, of course, it's anti-science to even question that because the science is in. It doesn't harm children, even though we've seen many children harmed due to vaccinations. We've seen many children die due to vaccinations. We've seen many people come into harm by having later vaccinations where they have twitches and uh, Tourette's-like syndrome after their vaccinations. But it's anti-science to think that. It's anti-science to say that there is no global warming, although they change the climate change. And you're okay. Okay, yeah, there's climate change, but not the kind of climate change that you're proposing. A lot of anti-science things out there that they're pushing. And, and not only that, but they're using anti-science rhetoric to expose uh, candidates who have different viewpoints as far as beliefs on how old the Earth is, whether or not the dinosaurs existed when men were alive. All these different people that have different thoughts and different belief systems. And if they're not truncated down to one particular belief system, we immediately call it anti-science. That's what worries me. Because then we cannot have individual thought without thinking the same thing about everything. And that includes the Bible. That includes uh, science. That includes everything. Everything should be uniform in belief, according to these people. Anti-science marginalizes, and it also keeps people from asking questions about contemporary science. Let's go to Dina in Montana. Hi, Dina. You're on Ground Zero. Hi, Mike Lewis. It's an honor to speak with you. Good to speak with you. I find you a sacred blessing and a light of love. In a voice of angels in a wilderness of darkness, so I'm very grateful that you're there. Thank you. Thank you for all the work that you're doing. You're being an angel with boots on the ground, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm so grateful that you've managed to be a survivor of all the events that have come to your life as well as mine. We share a lot in that in common. I'm glad we're keeping our health. That's what's important. 
there is a divine, um, I'd say, power over you, watching over you and watching over me. And I believe it's, um, you have the work that you're doing is very massively critical to all of us. Well, thank you. I deeply appreciate it. Thank you. And I know for my 61 years, the last 40, 50 years, I've been paying attention to science. It's bought and paid for. Blows with the wind. Yeah, I would, I would suggest you're right. A lot of science is bought and paid for. But see, that's just it. The anti-science movement is definitely aimed at science that seems to be bought and paid for. Science that benefits the few rather than uh, benefits the many. Exactly. And it doesn't work in this world when that's the way it is. It's out of balance and it's swinging back the other way. We've crossed the galactic belt and the divine feminine is going to rise. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way the planet will survive. Our Mother Earth has consciousness and she knows how to take care of herself, whether we're here or not. I would agree with you. I would agree that Mother Nature will definitely take care of whatever it is that's uh, ailing the planet. I always worry that Mother Nature is going to uh, shake us off the planet if we don't treat the planet better because it just seems to me that it's inevitable. I mean, the planet gives you back what you put into it. If you plant and till the ground and take care of the ground, the planet gives you lush uh, grass, lush fruits, vegetables, a good harvest. But if you don't do that... And you find yourself uh, abusing the planet. We see the planet become a toxic uh, environment. People die. People are sick. And I, and I think that's what we're seeing now is that the Earth has yes. become a toxic environment because of all the experiments we've done on it. Yes. And on each other. And we're not the ones doing it. You and I are not the ones doing it. But those in power with money are doing it. And they have created their own out for us. When they created CERN... And we didn't want it here in Texas. And they put it over there in Europe. And they've been taking down planes with it and vanishing planes. They created black holes. And they're going to be gone with it. It will be rolling here no more. Yeah, I would. We will be free of them. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Yeah, but you know what? That's okay. Because, you know, we're eternal. We're all are eternal. But those that love darkness, that's what they wanted, and that's what they created. And they created their own out and our freedom from them. So for that, I'm grateful. I was, you know, just disconcerted when I saw what they were intending and the, the little pieces that have been coming together. I'm, I'm thinking, okay, well, the universe is telling me that, no, you know what, I, you need to listen. It's going to be okay that way. I was shown that 40 years ago, and I needed to trust it. And I, I was kind of coming apart thinking, I can't watch it more. I can't watch any more of it because I love my brothers and sisters here far too much. You included. You have family. Yeah. You have children. Yes. I, I didn't get to do that. Mm. And I care. Well, Dina, I thank you for being a light out there for everybody, and I thank you for uh, your prayers, and uh, I thank you for your support. I really appreciate all you do you have in the, in in the sidelines. Every time you've been this, you've been missing from that that light, and you go off here, my heart just leaps. But you have been in my prayers. Well, thank you, Dina. Thank you. I really appreciate. I love it. you. Love you too. Take care. Thank you. Right, bye bye. You too. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Let's go to a break. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. I'm back with more Ground Zero. Don't go away. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101. This is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. There's so many things that we have documented that go against conventional science here at Ground Zero. We've documented all kinds of appearances of ghosts, EVP. We've had communications. We've had all kinds of contacts. And we wanted to experiment and we wanted to find some scientific rationale just for a moment. But see, anymore, it's not the type of thing you do. It's not fashionable to say, well, what science fails, we can pick up from where it left off. But see, that's the thing. This type of science that are telling us that we're against, this type of anti-science only goes for a few things, not everything. I mean, if you, if you, if you want to question whether or not the moon is a holograph or whether or not we live in a matrix, that doesn't seem so peculiar as questioning whether or not childhood vaccinations give you autism, whether or not global warming or climate change are a reality, or whether or not evolution is something that tells the whole story about creation. See, these are the things that bother me because all of these arguments, all these arguments are the same arguments that make most people win to make them angry if they get into discussions over them. Scientists uh, are saying that this is the way things are, like it or not. Well, I don't have to like it, science. And if I can prove that it doesn't work, if I can prove that beyond your science, my type of science is uh, uh, yielding other results, then therefore you are doing the scientific method and you're making something that's repetitive and interesting. I mean, we can debate it all along. We can debate uh, qualities of people. We can debate their lives. But then when we get into their belief systems, whether they be scientific or based on nothing scientific, what happened about faith? Do you think it's fair that we ask a candidate how, how old he thinks the earth is? Do you think it's fair when people ask you how old you think the earth is? I mean, it's 42 and a half billion years old, according to science. But if you go beyond that, if you say it's like six or 7,000 years old, do you think the people are going to trust you? Think that people are going to bring you in and say, well, guess what? He believes it's 6,000 or he believes it's this many years old. And it sounds so silly. People don't realize what they're saying. But see, this is where I'm, I'm shaking my head going, why can't people have belief systems without being called anti or be ridiculed or be harmed or threatened or shown the door if they have a controversial belief. That's just not fair. As long as your controversial belief isn't hurting anybody or damaging anyone, I would say speak loudly and speak proudly while you still have the opportunity because people are going to start taking it to the next level where they're going to say, no, no controversial appearance, uh, opinions can be had here. It's not going to happen. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. I, uh, I want to remind everybody before we take off to the weekend that, yes, the videos to Anthony Patch's presentation of the Hilton are available and they will be available through the weekend. 
All you got to do is just go to awakenedroots.com. That's awakenedroots.com where you can go online and click on a box that says it will set you up. And what it will do is it set you up one of those fine videos. And you don't even have to get one shipped to you. All you have to do is pay your $10, get your password, and watch it on YouTube. A special channel available for the uh, for this movie, and uh, it's only a password. And if you're curious about some of the horror movies I've done, Troma Motion Pictures is releasing most of them to YouTube. And so if you want to watch an interesting film, Nightfall is available for free. <laughs> but the three-hour presentation provided by Anthony, Anthony Patch, is available at awakenroots.com. That's awakenroots.com for $10.00. Download it, watch it, spread it around. Have a group of people get together and watch it with you. So you can all be informed about what's going on at CERN. Anthony Patch is a great, great seminar. It's available to you now by going to awakenroots.com. It's awakenroots.com. Click on the icon, get yourself out 10 bucks, pay for it, and it'll be yours just by using a password to get to YouTube. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. More Ground Zero to come. Don't go away. And Ground Zero on FM News 101. When I want to believe something, uh, that's when I want to question it the most. That's when I have to be the most careful. Uh, and I feel a little bit disingenuous with that answer because I don't think I any longer want to believe in God. Approximately 6,000 years ago. Was it an explosion? Did we come from a glob of goo? Ugh. Ugh. I don't think so. 93 million miles from the blistering surface of the sun hangs the planet Earth. The ultimate creation from an infinite mind and an irrefutable sign. That there is a God. I guess my detector on God is that whenever someone uses what they feel as evidence instead of what they think as evidence or what they can prove as evidence, I'm very, very skeptical. The most important thing is to feel about things you feel about, should feel about, and think about things you should think about. Um, you should not feel about the speed of light or evolution. And you should not think about love. You should feel I love you. You should think about uh, reality. It's been said that we are the result of an explosion. Is this true? Is this scientific? Or 
Is it just based on a belief? You should be spending your time feeling love, feeling compassion, feeling generosity and loyalty, and all the stuff you should feel in your heart. Even anger, even disappointment. But that doesn't change the world. You should think about the world and feel about your heart. I'm Clyde Lewis, and you are listening to Ground Zero. The numbers to call tonight, 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. Tonight, I'm anti-science, and you're anti-science. Just don't be anti-sociable. 888-673-3700. Let's go down to Susan in Portland, Oregon. You're on Ground Zero. Hi, Clyde. Susan! Yay, <laughs> Susan! I'm here, yes. Yeah, what are you doing? Good to talk to you. Good to talk I'm to you. I'm doing okay. How are you? Happy anniversary. I didn't get to tell you that the well, other thank night. You. <laughs> Am I going to see you in McMinnville? Well, if you'd like to see me there, I might course, show up. Of course. You're always good to show up and be there. That's always people love to see you. They think you're great. How's, well, how's your radio I'd, show I'd coming? I'd like to come out there. How's your oh, radio it's, show? It's going, it's going really well. I, I'm having so much fun. Have you interviewed George Nori yet? Not yet. Oh, not yet. Okay. You know, I'm, I suppo no, not I'm yet. supposed to sh interview him, too, coming up. He wanted to be on my show. <laughs> he, he's showing up a few places. You know, I wouldn't mind interviewing you sometime, Mr. Clyde. I'd love to be interviewed. It's one of those things I like. Well, that's just great. We'll I won't, have be, to I won't be talking about there. myself. I'll just be talking about what I talk about. That's been all. No, I think it would be fun. Okay. Okay, cool. <laughs> but, no, I'd love to talk to you. We can talk about fear. You know, my show is all about fear. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm the fear master. <laughs> and and how, to, how to get beyond it and if it's a catalyst and just different ways of looking at fear. Oh, so hell, it is it a catalyst. It's the lowest form of catalyst, <laughs> but it's a catalyst. Sure. But, you know, I I listened to that montage, and, man, it got me going because, you know what, Clyde? Some of the greatest discoveries are found through the combination of the heart and the mind. It's both working in concert. You know, how many times do we hear about scientists finding things through intuition, and then you can verify it? And, you know, when people like Stephen Hawking say there is no afterlife, mm -hmm. have these people even looked at the evidence of reincarnation? Now, I know some people will question that based on their beliefs, and I respect that, but are we interested in truth or not? You know, there's, there's a, a line in the movie Contact, which I love, mm -hmm. one of my favorite movies, mm -hmm. and it talks about how both science and spirituality are supposed to be in pursuit of truth. And really, the two come together, because spirituality isn't supposed to be something that's just way out there and, you know, imaginary. Mm -hmm. That would suggest it isn't true. And yet, people are having true experiences. I mean, look at the near-death experiences. And, you know, they just, when, when people say that others are anti-science, that's anti-truth, not to be open to exploration, I mean, that is the shutdown of humanity. That, that is just shutting down free exploration. So why do you think, so what, <laughs> saying what you're saying, why do you think National Geographic decided to shut down those 
who question these what I call political science types of explanations, such as global warming, uh, vaccinations, these types of things, where they say, well, you're anti-science if you don't believe what we're telling you about the vaccinations, you don't believe what we're telling you about other things. Well, you know what I see with these these debates? And, and you know, I talk as a mother, too. You know, as a mother, we have to evaluate these things. I've had to from day one. There is this all-or-nothing approach that's out there and sometimes it can go both ways and you know truth isn't like that a lot of times it's ambiguous you have to look that yes there are risks Mm -hmm. but then you also have to think okay what are the pros and the cons and every person needs to evaluate that like with vaccines you know each one and i feel like when there are these shutdowns total denial of either side you know, that's when we're not really pursuing the truth. We we have to realize there's ambiguity, and that's true with climate change, too. You know, I came from a seminar in L.A., and I've heard this before. Um, you know, David Wilcock does a lot of stuff on, on how the planets are heating up um, and that there's evidence of all the planets changing, their climates changing. Now, does that mean that we may not have some contribution to climate change. Well, not necessarily, but why aren't we thinking about these effects outside the Earth? You know, somebody talked about, I think it was a pastor who said that the sunspots are affecting us. Well, I don't know what's affecting the planets in our solar system, but we really need to look at that. And I think some of this research came from Hoagland as well. Um, So anyway, I mean, this stuff is out there. Why aren't we studying it in a balanced way? This isn't dogma. Mm -hmm. This is, you know, studying the evidence. Why not honestly study the evidence instead of shutting everything down? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Well, that's the thing is, you know, both sides of every story have to be heard. Uh, and, uh, you know, when they say, well, that's anti-science, they tell you, what they're trying to tell you is we don't want to hear that other side of the story. Uh, and, yeah. and, and, and people will say, well, I don't want to be part of some group that's anti-science. I want to be with the program. I want to be respected. So immediately that sends some peer pressure and coercion out there. So people who read the article going, well, wait a minute, maybe I should rethink what I think. If I think like this, then maybe I'm anti-science. And that would really blow them away. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, these accusations that fly back and forth, and and for someone to actually say, well, mock them, you know, um, when somebody questioned Newtonian physics, should should they have not mocked those people? I mean, how has science itself grown? I mean, it's through paradigm shifts. Look what happened to Tesla. I don't know if that's come up tonight. No. I mean, what if Tesla, yeah, I mean, what if Tesla had gotten his way. I mean, he was shut down because it wasn't financially lucrative. Now, was it? And mm. and that's the problem. Well, there's always money involved with these political stands. There's always some sort of a corruption involved with it. That's why I think it was wise for us to exploit that tonight because I think the, the audience needs to hear just what is going on and how science makes it to the, I guess you could call it the forefront of belief here in this country. You know, you'd think that uh, there was no science at least uh, science is not approved by them. And I wish that there were more people who would allow openness for other sciences. I, I, you know, Emmanuel Velikovsky comes to mind. Uh, several other people. Uh, Reich is, is another. And, uh, of course, you talked about Tesla and how uh, his, uh, a lot of his work rivaled 
that of Thomas Edison. And, and uh, so I'd, I'd say, yeah, you're on to something. I think we really need to reevaluate that, especially now that the United States is getting to a point where they, they, they seem like they have all the information, but it just stops at a certain point. And I'd say, no, there's a lot more to get to, a lot more ocean life and a lot more out of space life to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've got to get, I know it, it sounds like an impossible thing, but as long as the money is involved, the funding of projects, I mean, really, people in traditional research settings, they can't, even if they wanted to research things outside the box, if they can't get it funded, it's not going to be researched. And so, you know, the independent researchers who are showing up, they really make a difference in the world. And I think more and more of us are doing I'm even starting to do more independent research. I mean, I think a bunch of us are really interested in that, and you always have. And I think, you know, well, we have to because it's the only way that we can really explore because anything that's funded is going to be funneled in a certain way, and that is junk science. And, you know, that, that's when we create conclusions and, you know, all the pharmaceutical studies, a lot of those are rigged and, and things like that. I mean, that, that's not helping us as a species. No. And we need to move beyond that to truth. You know, do we want truth or not? That's what it comes down to. That's right. I was just, I'm just thinking about what you're saying uh, and just contemplating because everything you say, you know, you've matured a lot since I've last talked to you about a lot of things. <laughs> I, I think it's because of, you know, the ability for you to get out and know more people. I know you've been uh, yeah. uh, in the circuit now at, at some of the conventions. Yeah. You're seen everywhere. Have you written a book yet? <laughs> you know, I'm working on a book. Um, actually, I've been working on more than one. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, you know, I've been studying for, gosh, since 2009, I've been studying visionary women. And so that's kind of an area I've been working on. Okay. Um, where I'm studying um, people who have been seers and mystics through history. So that's one of my projects. But, yeah, I I keep... Feeling. I've got all these books in me, but I, I've been focusing on the radio show, which, you know, um, I guess I can say what it is. I don't think we've said it tonight. Um, FrontierBeyondFear.com. FrontierBeyondFear.com. Frontier right. If you want to hear Susan more often, it's FrontierBeyondFear.com. And yeah. I'm going to get Clyde on there and ask him some questions. <laughs> Good. And I'm going to be McMinnville. Uh, was it 14th, 15th, and 16th? It's so coming up. Yeah, it is. It'll be coming up, and hopefully... Uh, We'll see you there. A lot of people will be looking forward to see you there, I'm sure. Well, I love coming out there, so I don't think you could keep me away, really. It's fun. Fantastic. <laughs> was fun well, last year. Susan, I'm glad hearing from you, and uh, we, we'll be seeing you there then. Yeah, it's good to talk to you, Clyde. Good to talk Take to you. Care. Have a good night. Bye-bye. That's Susan. Susan. We haven't heard from her in a long time. Now she's going to be at McMinnville. You'll love, uh, we always have her on, and she's always a big hit for the audience when she shows up. They love listening to her. She's very positive. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back with more. Keep it here on Ground Zero. 888-673-3700. That's 888-673-3700. We'll be back. FM News 101 KXL. This is Ground Zero on FM News 101.
is not a test. It is the future. Ground Zero with Clyde Lewis. Go to Alex in Hawaii. Hi, Alex. You're on Ground Zero. Meeting Clyde, I uh, just want to say uh, it's really uh, a good thing you're touching upon these important issues uh, to include fluoridation of water. Yeah. Uh, the public should really question when someone tells them to put a chemical in their body, especially when it's a poison, like you said. Um, one one-hundredth of an ounce is a lethal dose. I don't know if everybody knew that, but uh, that's a fact. Uh, so it's uh, kind of important to question where it came from and who started fluoridation. Well, fluoride is a byproduct of uh, aluminum development. So it's also used in development of nuclear weapons. When we used to make nuclear weapons, we don't anymore. We have the warheads we need. But in the development of nuclear weapons, fluoride was used. And there was a lawsuit from the workers uh, that, that worked on building nuclear weapons uh, from getting uh, poisoned. And it wasn't radiation like you would think. It was uh, fluoride poisoning. Uh, they won the lawsuit. Uh, so another thing to note is uh, where did it come from into the public use? And that question kind of has been mentioned earlier. Uh, you got to follow the money trail. And what happened was the American Aluminum Company approached an individual named Edward Bernays. I recommend everybody Google him, mm -hmm. find out more about that individual. Propaganda guy. Edward... Yes, I'm sorry. Propaganda guy. Go ahead. Uh, so Edward Bernays is a very interesting individual. Uh, he is responsible for a lot of social engineering and introducing products uh, into our society, um, some of which were introduction of higher smoking rates in women. At the turn of the century, 5% of women used to smoke. Uh, the American cigarette companies approached him and said, we would like to increase the number of women smoking. So he started a campaign. He found a small little town, uh, which on the books, on the law, it was illegal for women to smoke in public. Mm -hmm. he, used the, he used that to start a PR campaign where uh, a dozen average women showed up in that town and uh, started smoking in public places to show uh, you know, their independence and women's rights. And that's the way it was framed. After that campaign, 30% increase rate in women smoking. Uh, also, I'm sure you're familiar with, the, if I mention breakfast, automatically you think eggs and bacon, mm -hmm. something along those lines. Well, the uh, American uh, um, pork uh, producers came to Edward Bernays and said, we would like to sell more pork, specifically bacon. Um, so he had a resident doctor that sent out 5,000 um, letters to other physicians asking the question of, is it good to have more protein in the morning? To which they replied, yes, it is good to have more protein in the morning. Uh, so he published a study that said it is healthy to eat protein in the morning. Examples are bacon, eggs, so on and so forth. Uh, at that time, for breakfast, people used to eat cereal, coffee, maybe toast. That, that was kind of the standard American breakfast. Mm -hmm. Now we're, we're all very familiar with eggs and bacon. Don't even think, you know, where they come from? When did we start doing it? Again, linked to Edward Bernays. So the same thing happened with 
uh, fluoride. The American Aluminum Company said, we would like to sell this byproduct, fluoride, which was no longer used in nuclear production because we stopped making nuclear weapons. Right, so what they're doing is, they're, we're running out of time here, but what they're doing is they're actually uh, taking a waste product and putting it and giving it to the American people to put in their bodies. And But okay. see, that's the thing is that if you question it, again, it's anti-science, which really bothers me. And the fact that they were bullying Portland for making the decision not to put it in their water made me even more angry. And that's why I figured I wanted to bring this up to the audience tonight because I was thinking, is it so anti-science that I want a chemical in your body? I think it's not anti-science. I think it's good for you not to put things in your body you know anything about. And I thank you for trying to educate my audience tonight. I really appreciate it. You have a great night and a great weekend, Alex. Uh, thank you. Take care, buddy. Bye-bye. Bye. And that's Ground Bye. Zero. That's Ground Zero for tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. You hope you have a great weekend. It will be like Monday with more, so keep it here. And don't forget that uh, we got some great things in the works coming up. And uh, we'll tell you about those coming up next week right here on Ground Zero. Don't go, don't go away. See you Monday. Attention all Ground Zero radio fans. GroundZeroMerch.com is your one-stop shop for all things Ground Zero. Oh, wow. Show off your style with our exclusive collection of T-shirts and hoodies. They're not just comfortable, they're conversation starters. Need to keep hydrated during those long listen sessions. Get your hands on our durable water bottles. And now introducing our latest additions, a hand-picked selection of intriguing books that will keep your mind buzzing. GroundZeroMerch.com. Support Ground Zero and everything we do.